the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Podcast, episode number, I think it's going to be 53. We discuss the competitive Heroclix environment, as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host, Jay Solomon, and Dan Drummond, my co-hosts, who are both much better Heroclix than me. We have regular, normal co-host, Devin. Hello. And we have, uh, we like when he's on the show, and he's been on a couple times now, Paul. Hello. So, the main topic of the episode is our top, our top lists of the year whatever or top picks for the year in the various categories although i guess we should briefly mention the online whatever you want to call it event um we talk about caleb's list because it's uh x-men i think there was a viewer question about that right was there uh, about the event Oh, yeah, Brad asks, well, did you have a different team you would have played? Is there anything you've changed? Okay, there was also yeah. one about, like, favorite slash most surprising or something, I think. Yeah, I can I can pull up the... Dang it. Okay, I forgot about that. Well, of course it was Brad, so, you know. I'm just pulling up his uh, list of the top teams for later, but yeah. So we can start with our... I guess just very quickly, uh, was the top four was Caleb winning, Isaac in second, and then Josafa and can't remember who for top four. I also don't remember who's the top. Which is not a slight against the person. I just genuinely can't remember. A bit tired, but we had. Uh, uh, Caleb, oh no, it was uh, Adam Adam M from Clicksonet. Was uh, oh, right. Yeah, so it was a uh, winner with Caleb had the uh, went undefeated the whole day with X Men. Uh, Jubilee's really good. Multiple mans Which are you good. You can swap her out if you're not on the right map. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he did. Uh, there was a Majestics article where he talked about his uh, match, all his games, and he said he lost map two out of nine games. So good yeah uh the broadcast show page has all the lists in uh, alphabetical order so yeah so x-men are good we know that uh, congrats caleb isaac had unthemed good stuff although it was kind of a weird one because he had swapping magneto and i'm very quickly trying to go through these it was like swapping magneto and kate pride i think that swapped yeah. into a black heart and uh, dark phoenix but it wasn't a theme team because he also had uh, Chip, Molecule Man, uh, Wingard, Faust, I think. Yep, Jason and Faust. Yeah, that was a uh, kind of a weird, weird one. I think he only popped into Dark Phoenix when he felt he could, like, because I, uh, I think that's the 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 theory behind it. At least that's what we assumed. Um, is that. You know, if if he doesn't feel like he can protect his Dark Phoenix correctly, he'll just play something else. Yeah, I only I only saw him play I saw him play top four in the then the last game when he did swap both times, but that's uh 
Yes. So Kate, Jason, Magneto, Faust, Jet, Molecule, and WWE ring. Uh, reality Jam and Radioactive Clay, we later end up realizing in the last game that he thought he could combo Jason Wingard with the Radioactive Clay, which you can't. But he said he never used it all day anyway, and this was in the second game or second to last game, so it basically didn't matter. He had would have had five other points to do something with. But point B, he had a Reign of Terror, obviously, on theme with uh, Blackheart well, Makes Sense, Trouble Alerts. Huh? You can skip the combo with using the radioactive clay, right? You just don't get it for the entire um, chain. No, you can't, because you have to activate the mind control from the trade. And then the repeating mind controls have to also be through the trade, so no. Oh, okay. I thought you could, like, do the first one through a wall, and then you have a legal target so you can continue the chain. I thought that was what he was trying to do. Okay. No. Uh, let's see. Recruit. So for the swap outs, you have Black Art, Harry Leland, and Dark Phoenix. Okay. So. Uh, and then for Jason, he had Isaac, the Commissioner, Captain Marvel, and Machine Smith. Machine Smith is interesting. I suppose it could be really good against like a random Danger Magneto. That seems pretty good. Gladiator doesn't seem bad. Yeah, well, it's just it's not like it's never going to happen. It's just like it's kind of rare, but it's really good when you have it. But hey, if you don't need the swap, I guess. Yeah, Jubilee would be good, except she has all special powers. So, but yeah, point being, yeah, and then uh, Grodd. So yeah, I saw him swap to Dark Phoenix both times. I saw him play, and it was uh, it was good stuff. Team and it did good stuff. Uh, Joseph also added uh, good stuff on theme team. Uh, he also had Jason, because he, he, we all have seen him play Jason before. Sky Tyrant, Flash at 30, Flash at 20, Commissioner, Mr. Oz, Molecule Man, and Grodd, Main Force. Uh, his Jason bystanders were Captain Marvel, Claire Finn, Kate Pride, and Isaac? Interesting Kate to uh, Commissioner Main huh. Force on a Jason team. Yeah, I mean, he did end up using it, so... Although, when I saw Isaac play, he ended up using Rookie a lot, so it's kind of, uh... It's almost not even... It's not even... It's almost not even, like, you're debating whether or not you want to invest the 25 points. It's almost, like, probably better to have it with Jason, but it's it's debatable. It was funny, because the top four game was uh, Josafa versus Isaac, so it did come down to... Uh, I think Isaac did call in his rookie twice. Maybe I'm forgetting, but no, he did. He called in Chewy for Perplex, and then he called in rookie. But yeah, so and then Adam M had, uh, I think, oh, as far as the prime goes, Caleb had Bishop on his sideline, uh, and Adam had Mimic, which is I think a good call. So it's just worth noting that because. Uh, I don't know about that, because that means you don't have Bishop Prime. And I really think that Bishop Prime is a... Uh, I've always... I I've don't always... know. I feel like with the meta being so aggressive in Alpha Strikey, I feel like he, it doesn't matter. I feel like if he brings in the Shard, shard Pog, he'll get killed anyway. So I don't, I don't actually know how much it matters. Uh, it would definitely matter on the team I'm playing. For sure. Um, and for, like, uh, 
uh, Batman Prime and things like that. Yeah, although I mean, he Adam did beat Dan twice. It's not like he needed Bishop for that. But oh, that's true. That's true. Which is, in, is I mean, I'm not necessarily saying you're absolutely wrong. I'm just saying that came up and that that part didn't matter in one of the matches where you think it would. But yeah, I didn't actually watch any of his games, so I don't know. I think Dan streamed everything he did, though. So if you want to watch him playing Bat Barry, you can do that. Um, so I think, I mean, that's obviously not everything, but that's at least the top four. Uh, generally, good mix of things. I guess, Paul, if you want to talk about what you played, that would be good. Sure. Uh, I played a monster team, um, so uh, I just put it down. I was playing um, Sky Tyrant, Scarab, uh, Alchemical Fire, and Radioactive Clay um, to combo with Scarab. So the Hue is actually the main attacker, uh, and the other stuff was filled out with like Wendigos and uh, Venom, Doctor Strange. Moloids, uh, pro- both orange and green Proteus per barrier. Um, and what else do I have? Oh, anyways, it was, a, it was a plus 11, and it's Scott Porter Pog for the Perplex. Um, so the main, the main goal was to win map, which I didn't do quite as often as I wanted. I think it was two out of the six games that I won map. Uh, with a plus 11. You also crit missed two different games. Missed two of the games and rolled a three on the other. <laughs> it was kind of uh, it was kind of gross. Um, yeah, so uh, um, I ended up going three and two and just making the cut from that. But the the main goal of the team is to um, be able to make Scarab into a, a legitimate threat um, to go to Ancient Hold and to um, uh, snipe, snipe them so that they have to move up. And then when they do move up, uh, Sky Tyrant and Windigos do their thing. So instead of double TKing out a Sky Tyrant, uh, which which I can do as well, because I have the um, Scarab plus Doc, Venom Doctor Strange combo. Um, so if, if someone shuts down the combo for whatever reason, I can do the double TK. But... Um, the idea is to draw them in and then flurry as opposed to double TK and then flurry. Um, unfortunately for, for a lot of the games, they just didn't have the tools to deal with it and they were just getting sniped and just, it basically wasn't a hero clicks game, <laughs> um, which, which, you know, that, that happens to some teams that just aren't prepared for that kind of thing. So that's why I thought Bishop was uh I, I really like Bishop Prime for shutting shutting those kind of things down because I think Scarab is a really brutal. Um, that sounds like a terrifying combo of two objects for him to have. Yeah, and then even if like uh, even if you equip, um, so I mean, like most people are are playing Sky Sky Tyrant with either um, Power Gem or with uh, Waldo Arms, but. Um, Equipping him with uh, alchemical fire is not bad either. He can do a lot with an alchemical fire. Like it's not quite as devastating as as power gem, but it's close. It's yeah. close. He can do a lot uh, adding the tokens or um, dealing one damage to everyone adjacent to the targets. Are you hearing that? Damage isn't particularly relevant, but other than that, was it? 
the penetrating damage isn't particularly relevant. The but other damage isn't particularly relevant. The uh, the the fire tokens or the uh, uh, splash damage can be definitely relevant. So if uh, like when I when I lost map, it was like, all right, well I can't do my gimmick. I I just have to to go in and I have most of the tools that like uh, the monster teams I was playing before had. Uh, or the team that, that Patrick had, um, he played something very similar, but had Power Gem and the Reality Gem um, instead of my choice of equipment. Um, yeah, a, I, it was a very solid team. It was um, uh, very powerful. Uh, I don't, if I decide not to play it again, it's because it was just creating bad feels because <laughs> people just didn't. Uh, it, it wasn't of a game for either player. Yeah, it wasn't just that they didn't have a, a lot of teams didn't have uh, a good way to defend against it, but also like it's very rules heavy. Because um, I guess some people weren't used to to, to playing with with uh, some of those combinations. So there's a lot of judge questions and a lot of like, wait, you can do what? And and I wasn't trying to like. I was trying to explain what what I was doing, and that was taking like two minutes during some of the turns just to explain what 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 was going on. Definitely uh, what magical tech did you have to explain? I'm confused. Was it what magical like things that were happening that had to you had to explain? Like um like scarab like how uh the the like some, a lot of people just didn't understand the orange Proteus, um or or the green That's Proteus. Weird. Like they've been out for a long time. I didn't think that was uh, that was weird. Orange but also, Proteus is underrated, underplayed. So you know, is it? It won worlds, <laughs> or the, didn't it win, win like the last? Okay, but it? like nobody else plays it really. Like I've seen it like once or twice, but like I don't what? think it's enough play. It's on PJ's deity team. It's on my monster team. Like the orange Proteus. I don't think he has deity. <laughs> I thought I said the green Proteus. Oh, orange. No, no, no. Orange, I think, is aren't very underrated. Yeah, I had one of each, and um, I don't know. There was just... Uh, and, and the other thing was the um, alchemical fire. People still don't understand. Like, uh, um, on HC Realms, it's written incorrectly. Um, so it's written as yep. uh, on your turn, and it's every turn. So it's much more effective. But it's actually funny because people are like, no, and I'm like, it links to the card. You can literally see the card. So, right. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I was like, there's a picture of a card. I have it right here. Yeah, there was just, there was just, it was just, yeah. uh, it, it, no, it's, not, it's a very vicious team. And it's like, uh, you know, I thought it was, wor- it had the world's tag on it of uh, this being a world's team uh, event. So I thought it would be fine to play, but I don't know. I might not play that that version again. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess we can talk about that later because uh, Brad asked some questions. But let's go to the actual reason we're really here. We have all these categories, so we're going to start off with uh, best uh, best set of the year. So I'm just gonna we're gonna rotate order. So I'll start this one. So for me, I think I said. I have my, I actually made my list already. Uh, I mean, I think this is kind of obvious, but I think Wonder Woman is a good pick for best set of the year. I mean, it was just very impactful. Um, yeah, see a lot of the figures. I mean, 
Tico Sex is a, a whole archetype that came out of the set, whole cloth. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good set. Uh, Paul? Uh, yes. Wonder Woman 80 is the best set, I think, in modern and just... Uh, not not just um, for the the insane like power that it has and the meta creation, but just the sculpts were really nice. The uh, it's a DC set, and you know it's good to have a good DC set. And uh, I there was a lot of like uh, meta figures that are just like you know characters I actually root for. As opposed to like only only the fringe characters uh, have power, so you you actually feel like you're playing JLU when you're playing JLU. So I I really liked it. Yeah, I mean we even have a couple rares that are viable from the set. So absolutely, uh, yeah. Devin. I mean I can't disagree. Um, I do. I think that so my my second best is. Uh, Future Foundation, but I think that Future Foundation was handicapped a little more than Wonder Woman 80 was by Sidekick Captain. Um, I think Wonder Woman 80 at least managed to make the figures useful without it largely and restricted a little bit to the lower rarities, whereas Future Foundation, like half the set ended up being built around that mechanic, which just isn't good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Wonder Woman 80 is my pick for sure. Okay. Uh, worst, and we'll start with Paul. Does Eternals even count as a set? Uh, if if so, I'll, I'll count. Yeah. It, I mean, it is the obvious pick. Yeah. It was just. It was weird. It. I. I don't. I don't want anything from that set. No. I. Uh, talk with PJ, and we agree that it was the least competitively viable or relevant set like ever. So. Yeah. I it's it doesn't go with the new design. It's the figures seem overcosted. I just I feel like I'm required to try to make something from that set work, but I have no idea what it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, you just have it to like out. stick a sprite. Power Creep has been really cruel to the hope it's fine. <clears throat> Power Creep has been really cruel. So I mean, sprites honestly okay, thirty five point sprite. Like, yeah, uh, Austin actually messaged me if I thought that that sprite was uh, good. I was like, it's 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 reasonable enough. Yeah, I mean, but you get eleven like, attack, you get prob out with eight range, can't be targeted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't actually do a review of the set, but I think that that was basically like, yeah, yeah. one figure. The reason that we are all picking it for this category is the reason that we didn't bother doing a set review of this set because it just would have been like, that's sure a figure. That yep, that's yeah. a figure. Um, I like doing set reviews when we can highlight either interesting lore behind things, or at least, or um, interesting mechanics. And there's like neither here that I know, at least. So, right, wasn't particularly. I don't even know right making my teams honestly. Like outwit probability control for thirty-five points. I don't know. I just if. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think that she's like top tier, but I think she's fine the only thing if that's you were going close. to put something from this set onto a team just so you could right, say right. you won a tournament with a thing from this set on your team it would be right because right. <laughs> she's only 35 points and does stuff if you lost a bet and have to play something from the eternals exactly 
But I feel like if you're playing Cosmic, you're going to look at playing Sprite, but then end up playing High Evolutionary or something else. Yeah, I mean, he's just much better, really. Yeah. I, I mean, no, yeah, I it's, it's nice, I guess. Good. I don't know. It's, just, it's the closest. Yeah, so. Right, right. <laughs> but just for the sake of argument, if we were going to pick something other than that, I don't know if I'm sure what it would be. I haven't read all of the dials in enough detail to be able to tell you, honestly. Oh, uh, if we had picked another thing from the... If Eternals. we had to pick another set for worse that wasn't Eternals. Go another yeah. set. Um, I I would go with the um the one that just came out. I would agree. I would agree with Empire. I, I look at the set and I'm like... So I sidelined Deadpool for my Blackheart. Uh, the Avengers is probably there's something there. But, yeah, Wait. it's kind of a... Uh, you, you you play Dazzler for the thing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if super rare Captain Marvel does some things. Um, I wouldn't. The Prime? Yeah. The no, I, yeah, no, I, I like the Prime. At the very least, he's like really, really ridiculously cheap for what he, mm-hmm. for those stats or whatever. Uh, Mr. Fantastic does go on literally every swap team. He has all the relevant keywords, so. Right, but like we're comparing this to House of X, which has Maggot and um uh yeah, yeah i'm just saying that that's that's the that's the couple things we have in the set so yeah i mean there's some other things that are like vaguely interesting but i mean venom magneto is really good um yeah but like pound for pound like i don't know i like the idea of has dooms high evolutionary high evolutionary and molecule man so Oh, there's no way it's 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 either House of X or um or the Empire in my book. But, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, just for sake of argument. But yeah, I mean, I would agree with Empire though. Like, I've tried building with the Captain America, and I didn't actually like any Avengers teams. So that like can exist now, really. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's something there, but like. I don't know what team I want to play where it's like, okay, I can choose between Immortal... Like, I feel like I can choose between Immortal Hulk, Captain Marvel, and, like, whatever has got to be good. So Now, you the gem swap that you did for uh, Illuminati, so I think you do that. Um, you can't get the theme above when it, where it's actually competing for theme these days. Um, or at least now yeah. in the current... Um, Although you, I mean, you have a phasing taxi with Voyager, so like map, like you can't get like as screwed over my map as some other teams. Fun things with the Avengers swap because they they do a lot of like I create a Becky Barnes or I create a, uh, a reality gem or uh, you can uh, add a you can do the sunspots. Uh, um, team up card thing so that you had aim so that you can do like you know uh, good aim characters like wizard prime or Aaliyah Gregor. Oh, you I know. forget it. Yeah. That's that's yeah, I forgot about that thing you could do, yeah. Or you could do a team up with Sunspot and then sub in Sunspot. Yeah, there are like a handful of aim characters that are viable. That's uh that's a good point. Yeah, like uh, there's there's just yeah, right. So you could do like Medusa swarms with with aim which would be fun and probably 
not top tier, but you could probably win a WKO with one if there was a WKO, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, if I was building a team for right now, Deadpool probably goes on it if I'm playing Blackheart, but, like, that's pretty much it right now. And, and the Mr. Fantastic sideline, but that's really it right now. So, yeah. Don't sleep on Venom Wolverine. Don't sleep on her. I mean, like, not, yeah, not enough. I, I just, yeah, I just wasn't mentioning because she's not, like, top, top tier. I do like her as well. Yeah. Just hard That's to vouch for her as being, like, that good right now. But, yeah. Okay, so we have uh, best figure. We'll start with Devin. Um, you're going I had a pick for this, and I've forgotten it. Wait, you 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 can't think of your best figure? Well, well he's not doing. Yeah, I, I've decided I'm not including House of X in this year because I already picked House of X for like everything from last year. <laughs> we did this last year after all the House of X figures had been revealed, so we just included it, even though it wasn't technically coming out until this year. So I don't really want right. to pick uh, pick it again. I have backup picks because I there might be overlap, so. Yeah, come back to me. I forget. I had okay, some. Paul. Best figure? Uh, Scarab. Um, I just, I really like the way he plays. It changes the way the game's played. Uh, he's just really good. Tacking through I, the, currently playing. Yeah, I agree that he's good. I'm just happy that he doesn't see as much play as he should. Personally. So. Um, I picked... I don't want to go with both my backup picks, but I'm going to go with the obvious one for me of High Evolutionary. Non-Prime, so. I don't think that needs any explanation. Does that need any explanation? Not really. It's hard not to pick Flash, honestly. That figure, yeah, he was my backup. Like, when I did the data analysis for the Clicks Cup and stuff, Flash was like, third at the field or something stupid <laughs> like that figure has seen a ridiculous amount of play and it's very, I think, very we were, I think we were all trying to 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 not say the two obvious ones of sky tyrant and uh yeah and flash those are very very obvious and flash is just going to get better with the rules changes yeah uh for clarity there uh they changed charge and running shots so you can make a vanilla attack so flash could theoretically if you didn't have any objects he can make two vanilla attacks now so they made him a little bit better. Yeah, it was frequently possible to work around before, but sometimes it wasn't. So now you get to make two attacks anyway. Yeah, if you just didn't have happen to have access to an object or whatever, but like, or if you play Nathaniel Richards, you can get uh, slam. But like, pretty much, yeah. So it makes him honestly better because you probably want to be doing an object attack, but like, you know. So. Yeah, I think my favorite figure was shifting focus Wonder Woman, not because. It was fun to play against, but it was super fun to play. <laughs> Shifting focus, one Roman Giganta. So, yeah, feels like at least on the DC side, it feels like we have a lot of uh, A-list characters, like characters that people would have actually heard of. Like yeah. we've had metas where they were like, was it was like a good Superman, but we don't necessarily always have that. So we have it's nice to have like a Flash, a Wonder Woman, and uh, characters like that. So. 
Sky Tyrant was the most played by far in the in the last like group of uh, um, events. Yeah, I mean, he goes on every team, right? He's on Secret Six, he's on Monster, he's on Latveria, so unthemed. So yeah, technically, you could even Spider Man family him, although that would involve playing uh, Vikings. So you're not going to, but technically, that's possible too. Right. So. So yeah, that's fair. Um, worst figure? I think this is me to start. Uh, I had a backup pick, which is both my backup picks are kind of obvious. Um, just pick something. I just I was gonna say the whole eternal set, but to be more specific, <laughs> fair. It's not that the Unimind is bad, but it's really. Like, I don't care about Unimon, but it's just, like, kind of really bad. And it's also even funny when you realize that a lot of the stuff that was good about it wasn't, like... I don't think it was intended. Like, when was it this supposed to come out? This is supposed to come out in 2020, right? I don't think <laughs> we The movie was supposed to be 2020, so it looks like... I mean, they have bench powers. And it's just funny that, like, the fact that it has new willpower, which is kind of better was, like, I don't think intended at design if it was supposed to come out in 2020, so... And, like, because it gets range combat expert, it has willpower. It's, like, some other stuff, so... Yeah, I'll... Weird, dishonorable, honorable mention to that one, specifically, because my other pick is kind of obvious. Uh, Paul? Uh, Invisible Woman. Just because... It's not hero clicks. <laughs> invisible, the invisible woman that can't be targeted, um, just because the, uh, the empire one. No, the uh, um, which, is, I think well, she it's was twenty twenty. Oh, cosmic clash was twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang it! I, w- I just wanted to, to rag on her. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the worst figure. Then is Mother. What? Yeah. I like her a lot. I've considered putting her on teams. Really? Why do you think Mother? I wanted to trigger you. Um, I, uh, mother Mother was only... Uh, she was on the cusp because she, she's House of X. Um, I just don't like her. People keep trying to build with her. She's just really good. I mean, 35 points for double perplex on turn one and TK. Like... I don't know. Yeah. But her, her, when she dies, she takes someone down with her, and she only has perplex on the first uh, click. I don't know. It's it's. Wow, I'm just kind of surprised. This is a weird one because like, there's so much that is bad. <laughs> there's so much that's never gonna see play for the worst figure. I guess I didn't actually pick the worst figure either. So. Okay, Devin. If you're there. Oh. Devin? Yep, I'm here. Uh, I was muted. <laughs> yeah, my pick is the rare Magneto from Empire, because it is a figure that I just don't know why they made it. It could have been a common very, very easily. It literally only has the Brotherhood of Mutants keyword. Very vanilla <sighs> dial. Just boring, boring figure. Yeah. 
my other pick was Darwin. I was just uh, I forgot oh, you yeah. said that you were gonna do that one. So uh, the com- I mean the common Darwin from uh, Rise and Fall, just kind of a nothing figure. So yeah, I like to pick higher rarity ones just because they're more of like a waste of a slot. But Darwin is like probably the most just literally doesn't do anything figure of the year. Yeah. Uh, okay. We have uh, best and worst map. So I guess Devin. Uh, best map, I am going to pick the Mount Olympus from the Wonder Roman Battlegrounds. Um, interesting terrain, and I thought that that new way of making maps out of tiles was kind of cool. Uh, Paul? Uh, negative zone. That's just... Well, no, I don't want to pick that. That's so cheesy. Yeah, it's I negative. Mean... I was going to mention that it is, like, the best map, but it's bad, so... Yeah, it's both it's both awesome and... I mean, it's more fair than, like, Ancient Hold. Yeah, I'm going to go Negative Zone. It does some weird things. The The starting area is very... Uh, I, I don't... I've never seen a starting area like that. Um, weird. It, it changes the way you set up with larger teams. Um... I just think it's almost a sick joke that they put in. Uh, they they printed that and Malhuman on the same set. <laughs> so, I mean, I've played it a bunch, uh, and in certain games it could be, in certain games it could be a win condition. Like if you can get a flash to break an object and then bury up the whole game, that can just be a win. So, but. My other pick was Desert Wedding, just because it's nice to kind of have an Amok Time sort of thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we got that many maps, but uh, it's kind of funny that they printed the super restrictive and the super open map uh, on opposite sides, so only have to carry one one paper map. Just like exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's too too open. There's some hindering in the middle, and there's like a little bit of blah. I think it's open enough. It's just nice to have that sort of thing again. I don't know. I, I like it. But yeah, Negative Zone is um, the exact map that needed not to be printed right now. So. Yeah. Um, best Legacy card? It's not a it's not a great category, but I'll start with um, I guess Morgan Le Fay. Personally, just because uh, especially now that you can like use her but then swap her out like on an avengers team you could like have molecule man which is cool and just swap her out so you're not committing to the kind of crappy tile but um paul yeah i was gonna say morgan lefay now i have to i have to remember what the other there just aren't good choices i didn't i don't know if you guys had weird opinions but Okay, Devin, then? I mean, I guess Destiny saw play. <laughs> you played her, so... Yeah. Makes swap math work on Hellfire slash yeah. Brotherhood swap teams, so... Reasonable pick. Yeah. I'm happy we got Joe Fix-It, although I have to actually get him again, so... Although I still don't like... I still don't know if I like him better than the uh, 75-point Hulk we had already for the new Fantastic Four, so... I do like the Namor one. Secret Invasion Namor. Yeah, that's fun. I just... I don't know. He still feels overcosted. 
Although he does add 50 points to your team, so... He adds 100 points to your team. You can use it twice. Oh, you're right. I thought it was only... Well, okay. Or four times if you have a Venom Rogue. Oh, shit. And he does share keywords with her, so... (laughs) Good. But it's, uh... Well, the thing is that... so, So right now, there's not very amazing options to pull from that. If, like, there was a whales or something, I don't know. Uh, is it standard characters? Don't they have to be, don't they have to be standard? Uh, they might have to be. I, I, I was just giving an example of, of if there was something that was like, wow, this is... I could see that, that being, uh, uh, like, the new... Like, I, I could see that being better than Bastion or, like, some of the other stuff that gets played. And very fun. Yeah, it's, it's really bereft. I mean, you have Vil, Wu... Triton, Whoa. yeah, there's like nothing you're actually gonna call in, right? But but there's dolphin. Two dolphin of... for me, birth is the best thing that there is. Uh, not for this category, just the best thing there is. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, just the best uh, dolphin thing that you can bring in. So, but yeah, no, it's I, I'm happy that they made the figure. I just don't know if I would personally play it. So, I would not play it right casual. now. If there was something amazing that comes comes in that becomes legal, yeah, I could see myself playing it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Devin said his. So I guess worst legacy card. It's kind of there's a lot of competition. Man, worst legacy card. Um. I have mine already, so I can let you guys go first. So I don't, uh, in case I steal it. Uh, Sentinels. Really? Oh, interesting. It's just the reprint of the same Sentinel again, except now it's a legacy card and it's still in modern. Like. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. I think you I can. Just... Just, what's the chain? You can just play them. Oh. So before, if you played them at 25, you could never pick. But now, the first one, you you play one at 35, and then you play the others at 25. Eh, it's kind of nothing. Yeah, they just, like, barely changed them, and it's a figure that's still in modern. So it seems like a complete waste of a slot to me. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Uh, I guess... Uh... Man, some of the dials are just so rough. I was was that that Hulk that keeps that like chain hits that people loved. The thing you mean? Thing, yes. Sorry, the thing. Yeah, I'll go with that one. The one hundred and forty point thing that just because yeah, you did the, again they did, they didn't change its point value from what it was originally. Yeah, that whole decision making process is weird to me. They change some of them, they don't change some of them, and there's I've not been able to figure out why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say thing. It's just, it's a 10 attack for a 140 point character. That's, I mean, I think that power comes with close combat expert. That's, but no, I don't, I still don't disagree with you. Okay. So, uh, I picked Apocalypse just because we didn't need another Apocalypse, and this one, they, did, they didn't even make any good. So, 
Like they changed him. I think they changed the point value, but I just think he's actually just still not good. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't play him even if he was the only apocalypse, unless I guess if you had to play. If you had to play like a comic accurate team and he was the only apocalypse, then sure, but uh, I don't see myself ever playing it, even if I had it, so was she thing this year or the last year? Uh they uh, they've all been this year. Okay, so that so I, I take it back. She Hulk is my pick for the best. She Hulk's she Hulk's cool. Yeah. She she the 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 reroll mechanic that's that's fun. I like that. Yeah. She can be swapped out. She has a cool cool power. I like that She Hulk. That's fair. Yeah. I've played her before. What about worst? Or did you say worst? I I went with the thing because I couldn't think of anything else. Oh, yeah, you yeah, you mixed, you mixed, you messed me up because you went out of order. Um, best personal moment? I, I don't know if Devin's gonna have one, but uh, yeah. Did you play anything? Like, uh, I mean, it wasn't a you play. Played, like at least um, I played a couple of tournaments and I top aided. I think every tournament I played, so that was nice. But it was like two or three. <laughs> um, it was like only two tournaments, yeah. Yeah. But uh, my best personal moment was just doing the strategy episodes of the podcast. I really enjoyed writing those and doing them. They were a lot of fun to do, and I hope people enjoyed them. Yeah, we still have to do maps, we know. Uh, okay, Paul? Best moment. Um, personal moment. I think, uh, I guess... I guess winning three broadcast events in a row with three different teams, I guess that would be. Yeah, that's really cool. that's, yeah, that felt good. And winning with Dark Beast, that was fun. <laughs> good point. Uh, I'm gonna go with the whole charity tournament. So I don't know. I feel like we raised. I mean, we raised two thousand dollars for a good cause, so that was good. Oh damn! You went charity. That's so much better. <laughs> I mean, my other one—I just thought of that. My other one was uh, uh, I, I feel like playing high evolutionary first and making him happen. Like I can take credit for that, or at least preaching on him that hard. I can't remember if I actually played it first, but uh, I will take credit for high evo being the thing that people play. Um, most interesting character. Does that kind of overlap with best and worst design? But yeah, I guess most most interesting. Uh, I don't remember who I had for this one. Oh, I had uh, Felix Faust just because he does like a lot of stuff and his trade is just really cool. And well, it's not reliable. It's also just like really good. So and like if your opponent, I don't know if your opponent can't use those powers. Those are like really important powers. And, I mean, for 30 points, a 50-50 that your opponent can't use that with Perplex and Prob is really good, so. But he's also just a third-string attacker and a really good support piece on his own, so he just does, like, everything. And for casual, it's also good to have a version of him that's not degenerate, so. Or a pre-card figure, so. Degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen you play him, but I feel like he would be a figure you would play. Paul. Excuse me. Faust? Oh, yeah, I love Faust. Yeah, he's yeah. on the mist that I was playing. Um, most interesting character. 
Um, I already said Scarab for something, but he he really does change the way the, way the game is played. He's he uh, yeah I gotta say Scarab he he does he makes you consider whether you're even playing objects on your force, um, uh, or if you're equipping them. Yeah, I'm gonna say Scarab. Yeah, I don't like the idea of a character that can attack across the map on principle, but. It is something you can play around, you know, if your opponent places objects too close to you, you can interact with them. Like, it, it's just, it's just enough of a condition that I could be okay with it existing, so I won't, like, argue that he's... It's, it's made it, there's, there's times where, like, you forget to pick up an object as you charge, and that makes the, uh, makes or breaks the game. Um, yeah. and it's not Scarab. There's, there's other. It feels like whether you pick up an object or not. Uh, there's, there was also the flashes that really uh, depended upon that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it really made some really cool tra- tactical decisions. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I saw the equipment. So, I think Scarab's more fair than Batman is, for example. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a fair point. The only requirement yeah. for Batman is that you have a line of fire. Yeah, I won't disagree with you on uh, on that. I mean, I just I just played around when Iron Pharaoh was a thing and Phantom X was a thing, so it was much worse. So I'm kind of like turned off the idea. <laughs> but, uh, you know. My most interesting is Blackheart. He generates actual characters and then kills them to do stuff gives up points to become more powerful. It's it's an interesting play pattern. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um most degenerate character is the next category. Um Devin. Molecule man. Yep, that is fair. Yeah. I mean is further explanation required? <laughs> no. Most degenerate character. Yeah, Molecule Man's pretty bad. Molecule Man's pretty bad. Is there any anything even like a close second? I mean, Sky Tyrant's probably next. Sky Tyrant's... But I don't think he's close. <laughs> I don't even think... Well, okay. Do we think Venom Rogue's going to be that degenerate? I don't think that she... I think she's just expensive enough that I don't think she's going to be really worth it to do these, like, things that people are trying to do with her. I think she's going to be... I think she might be better for the last category. (laughs) I think she's going to be really interesting to try to come up with stuff to do. And if they come up with some really, really ridiculous special power that, like, only doesn't work because of the stats of the figure it's on or something in a subsequent set, then we might... She might move to Degenerate or something. But uh, for now, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like that mechanic shouldn't exist. I feel like copying special powers like doesn't need to exist again. Like we already had Hope Summers. So. Yeah, I love that Hope Summers. Yeah, but like that just doesn't need to exist in the you game. Have to pulse wave an entire team for six on like turn two. It's great. I don't even know what counts as degenerate anymore. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> yeah, the game. <laughs> like I don't know that I would say Sky Tyrant is like he's just an attacker. Like I don't know what he's doing. Like he's he, not he, that as vulture, I suppose, but like I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. 
Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. an attacker who like does a ridiculous amount of damage and makes himself incredibly hard to kill, both with positioning and with coming back to life after he dies. I mean, I kind of think that Flash is the most degenerate just because That's fair. <laughs> of how much Yeah, but I still don't think that there's anything that he does fundamentally that's like on a design level shouldn't exist. It's just the point level. That makes sense. Am I sounding yeah. crazy? I don't know. I think. Right, right. Nothing on the design level that shouldn't exist. It's just really efficient. It's just so freaking yeah. efficient. Yeah, that's the whole scientist team. Uh, I mean, right. it's a plus 11 now because the idea was let's just play a bunch of stuff that's 30 points or less because it's all hyper efficient. So. And and sometimes plus eleven doesn't win you map enough. As, as <laughs> I'm actually at this point, I think I built a plus twelve. So, uh huh. Well, I mean, if yeah, you crit mid, plus, yeah, I was mapping at a plus three for most of the times that I lost map, except for the the yeah, one. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a ridiculous. That's really just really unlucky. That's, just, that's unfortunate. Like, you have a eighty five percent chance to win every time. So, right. I also didn't uh, this enough second so there's stuff i could have done but anyways that's uh that's enough about that uh um yeah. yes i'm gonna say I, I do have i do have an honorable mention of uh all of the swap things that came out this year like i liked the mechanic when it was the fantastic four because it was like a new keyword basically and it's kind of comic accurate because they've always had a rotating roster and i don't think at any point those teams have been degenerate outside of the uh, Invisible Woman, which you could, like... The only reason he couldn't main force that particular thing, that particular team, because the because of the format. Like, he didn't need to swap outside of the fact that he had to have the special relationship condition because of that charity tournament. So, but the, the original Invisible Woman team, if you play in just modern without any weird, oddly specific rules, that team doesn't need the swap, so... Um, but now we have swaps on everything. Like, I don't think we needed... I mean, X-Men already have so much, I don't think they need that. Brother, Brotherhood and Hellfire, like, that's just, I don't know. And now, the fact that the Avengers isn't good right now doesn't mean that it won't be good. Like, that that's going to be too good at some point. And I also don't like the combo of uh, being able to Steve Rogers somebody in and then just swap him out. So you're essentially getting his trade for free. So, I just hate, I don't know. They 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 didn't need it to need to do it again. So yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, most it, oh, hmm? it's definitely in the sense that it uh, creates a lot of math and a lot of like the swap math is like getting a little ridiculous. The for, whole for figures that you swap out, you need to know which figure is worth which point value once you swap back in thing is. Yeah, that, that that's easier to keep track of on a, an online game because you can like copy and paste stuff, but it's really hard to actually, I don't see how you would actually track that that easily in a, in a real game. Like for, like, yeah. And for, I understand why it was necessary for some things where it's like, okay, you have this figure that's a hundred points. And when it dies, you put this 25-point figure in instead. Obviously, that 25-point figure can't only be worth 25 points when you kill it. But for the swap, 
teams. It doesn't really do anything. <laughs> so but there's been games where people lost track of which multiple man was the the one that swapped out for the 30 point character. So it was worth 30 points. And so it was like, wait, who won that game? Yeah, exactly. Whereas if wait, you just like also bringing, like like if you swap out at the beginning of the game and swap down points, you're not like you're just yeah. making yourself less likely to win the game. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I just don't think we need that tool to exist outside of the. I mean, I like this. I mean, if there was another like keyword that needed a boost, sure, but like, I don't know. Um, most interesting degenerate. Uh, most missed thing that retired. I mean, not that much actually retired this year. We lost what Batman through Captain Marvel movie. So yeah, the full sets we lost were Batman, Battle World. Earth X, and then we had a uh, Captain Marvel movie, so not much. Not a ton to miss in those sets. Most missed thing that retired. Um, man, what is the most missed thing that retired? Uh, I guess Tri Sentinel for me. I just love Tri Sentinel. That's fair. Yeah, mine switch queen. Not that she was good by the time she retired anyway, but liked her a lot back when she was. <laughs> I'm going to go with a location and figure because uh, I played the Earth X Wakanda one a lot. And then um, as far as the actual figure goes, I guess I'll give it to Ultra Chase Captain Marvel because I had results, some results with them. I, I play second in two states them so yeah okay earth x, x uh, i do agree with because the animal keyword got good just as it was retiring and being able to i remember building with animal just before the pandemic and i was same. really sad same it was At like there was... Uh, after tom did mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tom there's like a pretty disastrous one to Canadian Nationals. Yeah. Um, okay. Was that everybody? Um, uh, retired game moment that you were happiest to see gone? I mean, we're all going to say Vultures, so I'm sure there are other picks as well. Yeah, it was Vulture. <laughs> I mean, it was obviously Vulture. Um,. Oh, for most yeah. of this thing that retired Starro's up there, too, for me. I just, like, won a tournament with him, so it's fun to look at. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it, I think it has to be Vulture. There just wasn't that much in those, like, four sets. I guess Trouble Alerts is the other thing, right? Like, the yeah, new ones are better, like... so there isn't a specific one you can call out, but I just like seeing Trouble Alerts go away. <laughs> But the better ones <laughs> got introduced. Wait, like you yeah, like, it's not actually better now, but at least those ones are gone. Right, right. Yeah, like, there's nothing even close really to Vulture that is, like, good. It should be gone forever. Oh, like, what else? Just... Yeah, what else? Uh, I mean... I mean, Tri-Sentinel is the other obvious pick. Yeah, Tri-Sentinel is the other. people that played it, I think. <laughs> Some people probably could, would say Lockjaw, I would imagine. People really no. people hate Lockjaw that much? 
I think people mostly liked him. I don't know. I feel like it's a. I mean, for as a don't die figure, I don't know. I can see that being one that people would be. Well, especially because you can't kill him with pushing damage now, so his one big weakness is gone. True. So. That did it's, screw me up a couple times. Lockjaw's not good anymore. It's just people yeah. have. The efficiency is just off the charts now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. die does die uh, now. It, you just. I mean, yeah, there's just not much of it. It has always had to, uh, to do well, but <laughs> it now does a lot. Uh, favorite? Sorry. The alert math makes it so that don't die is so much harder to play because you get that follow-up attack after you, 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 you snowball that much better. And it's not just like, a lot of times it's not just one attack. It's like one attack and then either a token or uh, a penetrating damage. And that's usually enough to to kill off the don't the supposedly don't die figures. Yeah, like I was playing a medium X Men team, and Jay was trying to play um, Immortal Hulk, and I just like <laughs> killed him three times in two turns. It's like, okay, did that figure not die? It, it sure seemed like it died to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing the Avengers for that reason, so I'm sure there'll be matches where he is good. So that'll be fun. I don't know how you spell um, in or out, but just a lot of points. Well, right. what do you do? so you pick between your like if stealth is actually going to work, you play Black Widow. If it's not, uh, if they're doing like you know different things, so like, or if it's a Sky Tyrant, you you. Pick back Black Widow because you'll have a 20 defense and some other stuff against it. I don't know. I mean, you played well with it. You played Avengers at the Porter tournament, so. That's true. I did. I'm sure there are matchups where you just want Captain Marvel. I don't know. The point being, uh, favorite Prime. I think Devin and I, I both had ours already, so. I will pick another one. Uh, no, I'll pick I'll pick High Evolutionary Prime instead. Uh, That's fair. Okay. He was a great support piece for Maggot this year. Um, my, I don't know if there was a favorite team that somebody built category, which there isn't. Uh, it would be Tyler's Animals because I think it really optimized the use of Maggot and was a very well built team, and he was a huge part of that. Yeah. Man, there's just a lot of good ones here. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I go with Ed and her Gladiator. That's a fair pick. It's, it's, he's really cool. He does... Uh, I, I love shooting through blocking. He, I love the confidence token. Um, yeah, I, he doesn't feel oppressive, but he is a, a tentpole that... Um, Works. Can actually be a tentpole. Um, and there's just a lot of strategy that goes around the positioning to make sure that his mastermind actually works. And yeah, I, I like. Him. No, I agree. It's it's cool that we have him that he exists. Uh, I went with Giganta Prime, uh, just mm-hmm. because I mean she's obviously good. Um, personally, because uh, she is uh, a proxy figure for me. She, I have a. Custom sculpt of Adam Smasher because she can go on JSA teams with uh, Wonder Woman, whatever, and then copy the team abilities. So, yeah. 
but I mean, it's obviously just a really good figure. Um, I haven't played the Wonder Woman uh, with her to do annoying uh, degenerate things, but um, yeah, really good. I find it interesting that that, like Wonder Woman and Giganta team is nowhere near the most degenerate thing that happened this year. It's like double tap yeah. your entire team and then hit them all for four penetrating damage. And are just like, yeah, it's medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did anybody really, was, did it get a lot of play though? Yeah, lots of people tried it out. It did reasonably well, well at tournaments. So not sure it ever actually won one. team with it, so. See some, yeah, yeah. Sure. But. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I really understand, good. I, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, do you have a retaliator? That can go off of an attack, even if it missed, I get is kind of annoying, but she's also, I feel like it's, it's a fair compromise for her being a prime. So, I mean, if we were talking about favorite teams that exist, I would go with the scientist swarm. So that would be, um, on that team. So, yeah, and I guess we have to honorable mention mimic just as a prime that hasn't won a tournament this year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gotten close, but, uh. Top four at the Brad event, and um, Easton plays second at that Lucky Dice tournament with it, so. Yeah, good figure, clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, worst Prime? I, Diablo. I, I, want, um, I want the Alchemical Mastery. <laughs> I want the Alchemical Fire... The the person that comes with the alchemic fire wanted I just wanted him to do more. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um he, he, like, put... the alchemical fire, that's all. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. The alchemical fire's great. <laughs> I know. That's about it. <laughs> I was gonna go with Tallfar just because he's a prime, but only because of a psychic interaction. Yeah, that's and right. I feel like it's uh, psychics need all the tools they can get, and uh, yeah, I don't know. They it's they just... have gotten many tools, and none of them are nearly good enough. So, I uh, I'm between the two rare primes from the latest set. Both Tachaka two and Gamora are pretty medium. Gamora is way worse. Oh, Gamora no is okay. So Gamora is way worse. I'm just sort of annoyed that they keep giving us Wakanda Primes. But yes, if we're just going with like, what's the worst figure of those? Gamora by a mile. T'Chaka's pretty good, actually. I'm just annoyed that he exists. <laughs> but no, and I mean, the fact that you, like can't, you can't actually play the comic accurate line because he is, because yeah. there's too many Primes from that run, so. But Gamora, ooh. <laughs> she just doesn't do anything. I just love that she has a mission point trait that's just flavor text. It, like, literally can't do anything. It's so bad. So, I mean, I have been building teams with just, just for, like, fun at-home games that wouldn't have a time limit, and, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, that mission point trait might matter in, like, a 500-point non-timed game. This isn't one of them, but, like... I mean, if you're playing a ton of mission point characters in, like, a 700-point game, maybe it's vaguely relevant, but I still don't think so. All right, no, so I, it's still not good because I would still just rather play uh, Ultron Pym for a Prime mission. All right, what's the theory here, Paul? I opened up that Gamora Prime, and I am happy I did because the sculpt is amazing. That's true. And I'm 
Use that for a D&D character. It's going to be an Eberron half-orc, and it's going to be fun. That does and sound that's fun. Only use for it, but it is a great Gamora. The only thing I want... Yeah, the sculpt is awesome. The only thing that I want to do with this Gamora is figure out if there's more than just the one object that allows you to outwit your own team and see if you can somehow manage to win yourself. But I don't think there is. There isn't anything I've been able to find so far, at least. Uh, I don't think... I think you could play... I think you could play Greed giving himself an Omega Drive and then main forcing an Omega Drive, but... uh... I mean, it's then that's just not a fun right? game, so you're not going to play like, it because he, the, the amount of points you would need to meet him as a fun game, so you still wouldn't play it. And at the point, yeah, and at the point that you've done that, you might as well, if you're actually trying to win with mission points, there's so many more efficient ways to win with mission points. Yeah. Um, did I see mine? I did see mine. Okay. Uh, uh, favorite... I mean, I guess, I don't know if we're going to do this again next year if he retires, but favorite bystander for Jason Wingard? I mean, there's an objectively right answer, right? Rookie. I mean, <laughs> there is, but I had a different pick. So All right, what's, what's, your, what's your answer? alternative pick? <laughs> I like the Bizarro. I think a printed four damage is good. Okay. True. Yeah, and that figure provides two reasonably good bystanders for Jason Wingard. Right, so. but like... Nice. If you really needed a turn of having a, a rookie and a green light, you have that option too. But I mean, just on principle, Isaac designed a figure. If I'm playing a team that can play him, that he's not like a hindrance, like one sideline spot on a team, like come on. Or the Isaac, the the Lex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just if I was playing Jason, I would put him on the sideline just on principle. Well. I mean, that Lex won the Pacific Northwest over 30 minutes. That's also true, yeah. That, yep. uh, but they're weird. Amusingly, great mastermind fodder. No, no, no. No, that, that, is, that, no, no that, that figure is underrated. Absolutely. It, it, it's just not used for its, in, for, uh, its original design of pushing yeah. it. To it. You just, you just, the, the reason why it's good is because two of the best figures right now are Blackheart and Emperor Gladiator, and they have an unoutwittable mastermind. Mm-hmm. That figure is good. It's very underrated. I mean, he actually was my underrated pick. So it's just that, that people fine. like looking at him originally. It's like, you know, this figure doesn't do what he's intended to, and he has yeah. mastermind, which totally makes sense for the character, but you don't want to use it. <laughs> so yeah. definitely takes a little bit of flexible thinking to figure out where he's actually really yeah. good. Very disappointed that Isaac didn't play him on his uh on his team. It's very disappointing. Uh, um didn't his teammate play him? Isn't isn't uh Esprick his teammate? Did he play Jason Wingard? No, no. I think he played Lex, didn't he? Didn't he play Raids on Lex? I did he he I th- I think he didn't play online, but I think he played in person. I can't remember at that uh, weird. Um, I mean, I could technically look it up, but I don't remember right this second, so I don't know. If ID cards were still a thing, I would put him on a don't die team because he could call in 50 point things. 
But in silver, you're just going to play Haha Joker instead, so. Um, but uh, did every well, I don't think we actually said what the best uh bystander is rookie. I mean, I mean, yes, that is uh objectively correct. Yeah, I just uh, Matthew Esbrook did play Luther, he played Mimic Moira, Luther, Wonder Twins, Molecule Man. It is. I guess it's kind of a yeah. I guess Mimic gets Mastermind and uh, sure. I mean, I, I just assumed that that's what he was doing. I by looking at the, I didn't actually ever see him play or play him. Yeah. Uh, Devin, were you you were obviously going to pick rookie. Yeah. What is what what a shocker. Um. I guess there were there that many this year to begin with. There were quite a few pogs, just nothing that was great. That's fair. There uh, was oops. there was um there will be alpha read soon. And it's really hard to pick something that isn't rookie. Rookie is just so good, right? <laughs> if you're not including I That's guess, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, he's just such, yeah, he's just the best by such a hilarious margin. It's, yeah. It's not even close. With the Latvian peasants even? No, they weren't. No, because they're, uh... I, I'm just trying to think of any... Oh, oh uh, that's not even the question. The question is, isn't isn't bystanders, it's... Bystanders for Wingard. So yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. an option. Never mind. Like there were other yeah. bystanders that were released this year, but how are you beating rookie? <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 not even close. Um, okay, uh, most underrated figure. I already said mine's Lex, just because like I, I I I get why it's kind of very specific, and even casual games, I don't know what the hell to play him with to. You know, outside of mastermind him to actually see his pogs, but uh, not very flavorful, unfortunately. Yeah, and what can you do? Most overrated and underrated figure. I don't even know what ratings. I feel are. like everything that's really good has been played a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of variety in this past year of what people are playing. Yeah, it's hard to. I guess I guess until very recently Faust has been there for me. So Yeah, I that's I fair. I, I, I definitely I, I definitely saw him a couple times. Yeah, he's been played, but I don't think he's been played quite as much as I think he should be. But like again, you know, he's a very good figure and people do know that, so Because he yeah. so so that that's the thing. People were talking him up, but he didn't have really have a home because um yeah. until recently people were a little shy to play unthemed, but I think um, yeah, it's it's just as much unthemed being underrated as specifically fast. <laughs> right. But now I think people are seeing, like, there was four unthemed in the top eight. Mm-hmm. And unthemed one Pacific Northwest. And I think it was an unthemed versus unthemed finals there. 
it's performing very well. I think the meta is going to shift. Um, and people are figuring out that, well, if, uh, so the way, the way I think it goes is like the plus 11 teams, like the ones I was playing were kind of, um, designed to, to beat the plus seven plus eight teams, you know? And so I think people are kind of getting away from those plus seven teams. And like, yeah, it's funny how this the whole, like, there's a three maximum three difference was meant to be like, people don't build plus 11 teams anymore, but people are just building plus 11 teams to get to their maximum three difference. So, I mean, I don't feel like I was playing plus 11 and forcing it. I felt like I was happy with the team. No, I mean, I don't I mean, think, I was I specifically think playing a bunch basically, of basically, basically, I think now there's sort of a binary. It's like either you have really high theme or really low theme and there's nothing in between matters. Right. Because it used to be if you had plus seven, they were only plus four on you. Whereas if you were on theme, you couldn't win. So, right. I guess I wouldn't go anywhere between like plus. I mean, plus seven is secret six right now, but like pretty much, yeah, you could either be themed or plus 10 or 11. Like you don't need to be plus six. Yeah, I just feel like they made that change, and one of their intentions was to try to take away from the really, really high themes, but instead they took away all the mid themes. Right, but there's also no incentive to play like a plus five as opposed to a plus three now, at least as far as theme props go. So, like. Right, oh, uh, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, then again, people aren't really playing plus one, plus two, or plus three, so. It'd be, it's really hard to get that few figures on your team. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, the highest point figure that actually he's playing now, like main force, because like I don't know, not main forcing Emperor Gladiator, but like you can have a seventy-five point Doom or a Blackheart, but like you don't really have anything higher than seventy-five points unless I'm just forgetting a random hundred-point figure. Some people uh, main board Black uh, Emperor Gladiator. There's quite a few people that do. Yeah, well, I think are those on the- well, those are on theme though. But if if you're playing him theme, like you want him off the map because he's 100 points, he'll take up too much theme. Specifically for theme, I mean, if you want to play for, yeah. for the XMGs, which were very popular. Yeah. So other than like occasionally main forcing him. I just don't think there's much higher than 75, so yeah, you're not going to get to... I mean, yeah, yeah. there's, like, if you're playing yeah. in his woman's, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, you can't, really, you can't really get to only plus three if you tried, so... Um... So I said, I said Lex. Underrated. Um, was that everybody? I don't, I don't think I said something. Uh... And this is for things yeah, released. we talked about how there isn't a good pick for underrated. Um, I feel like you've been leaning heavier into monster than most people. Something I was surprised there wasn't there there wasn't more monster around. Underrated, I think underrated. God, there's so much that wasn't played at that at that event. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Prime Wizard. That Prime is Prime. an interesting pick that I will agree with. Would have been pretty That's... good against your team specifically if you win that. Against my team specifically, Prime Wizard. Yeah. 
just because your plan was to like hide and shoot across the map basically right yeah, yeah. more options to deal with it uh that is the probably what i'm gonna build with next so yeah i think i think prime wizard i feel like people kind of oh. forgot about watch you just being a good figure regardless <laughs> of his mission point trait oh man like, overrated Oh, I'm sure there's some good overrated. I have one. I have one from House of X, but I really should think of another one. From uh... Devin, do you have an underrated? Yeah, I already said fast. Oh, you did? Okay. okay. I think he's okay. coming closer, but uh, it still isn't quite there. I, I think after this tournament, he's just rated, not. Yeah, underrated. I think I think you're probably right. For but the year I, I, overall, I think he was underrated, but yes, I think yeah, probably yeah. right now he has gotten to the point where he is correctly rated. I agree. Absolutely. Um, I guess overrated figure. Um, man, people are really loving this demon in the armor. And I I, I, I don't think he's going to be that good. And that's I know that's a hot take, but I I yeah, don't I try him out, but I'm not sure he'll be. People are really talking him up and. They're forgetting that Perplex is gone, and there's going to be a lot more Perplex rotating out. So what is he, what is he, you know... Power gem? That's rotating out soon, though. So most of his run, he's not going to I mean, have... yeah, but he still has, like... There's, like, there's going to be, like, what, three months where he's legal and Power Gem's legal? I, I just... Yeah, yeah, we have until June. Okay. I mean, he's sure. legal now, so... It's like six. Sure, okay. I mean... Yeah. But I mean, I think it's a fair pick for overrated. No, I will not disagree. I will not disagree with you. That's a good pick. And people are saying he is, it's a must-have and that he's, like, obviously S-tier. And I'm like, I I don't... I think he's going to come in and out in the meta. He's. I, I just don't think he does enough. He's a figure that I, I am interested like... in trying out, but I don't think is top top tier. And and the other I thing is like that the... the other thing is that I think that the meta is shifting towards um especially once um once the no next rotation happens. But I think just in general, there's a lot more of lowering the defense of your opponent as opposed to perplexing up your own attack. There's a lot of PD out there. There's a lot of emotional modifier. There's a lot of um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the shifting focus Wonder Woman does so you that. You just need to surround Demon in Armor with um, Guardians of the Galaxy team ability figures. But then you're putting like I don't know all the all the <laughs> no teams, that's like, way too many points obviously. You put also, I don't the think there are good figures with that team. No, ability. there aren't. <laughs> the, the, the teams I keep seeing from Demon in the Armor. I keep seeing like you put Harry Leland and him and uh, seventy-five point Green Lantern. I'm like, that sounds like okay, way too much. What's your attack? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. I don't know. I, no, I, just, I, I mean, I don't like, like that a Green reasonable Lantern. bit player on like scientist teams, but he's fifty points, so it might be hard to fit him. Yeah. I don't like that Green Lantern to begin with. Anyway, he's too expensive. Um, and I think yeah. he, general are never are almost never s tier even the really good ones like harry leland wasn't even 
um, played for the entirety of his career. He was he was in and out of the meta, and same with Bishop Prime. Like yeah, they're, sure. they're very meta dependent. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a House of X pick, and I'm forgetting what my pick from uh, Devin. Did you say one for no. over faded? No, I didn't. So you can you can do that. I'm just trying to scramble and figure out what my overrated is. Did I put one down? I must put one down. It wasn't SFX. Nope. I think this is always easiest to do with figures that haven't come out yet. <laughs> like Demon Earn and Armor. Because people tend to be more hyped up about mediocre figures before they've played with them. Um... I, I guess I don't know. It's hard. Don't they forget the hype that some things had. That like, yeah, oh, I, mean, I have like, a couple from Empire. Yeah, I mean, so overall, like, if we just think about overrated before that people actually got to play with them, I think uh, Marquis of Death from Fufo was like people thought that figure was going to be incredible, and then they played one tournament with him and went, "Oh, I'm not playing this." <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Um, I think the Shield Wolverine doesn't do anything like at all. Like, I don't understand why people are like so into him. Like, he doesn't. He makes one attack, and then he's like a normal level hard to kill figure. Yeah. So with ID cards, he's good. Without ID cards, he doesn't do anything. Oh no, he's he's clearly what he's meant for is the best um, ultimate nullifier user. <laughs> I guess the problem is that you have to hit to get to use regeneration. If you just had regeneration, then you could just ultimate yeah, nullify your whole game without getting attacked. Man, like so everything... you just have to give him regeneration as well somehow. Yeah. Have a support pit stop, something like that. Yeah. I also don't. I mean, do people think Thor is actually good? I don't know if they do, but if they do, I would say he's, uh, I just don't like him. Yeah, that's fair. He's I guess, yeah, I'm just looking at everything. Like, there's just designed. not a lot of people were so hyped about that weren't good. I don't know, I don't know what people's opinions on Scarlet Witch are. Oh, I like um, her. Yeah, I do too, and only... I only like her if you're playing her with the Myra that gives out Rally Die. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't think you ever get to do the replace and attack roll. And then, but like, you're not going to play. You're not playing her. I just don't. Like, she's good. It's just not the fig. Like, she doesn't do things that we need right now. What do you mean? She's got TK, Prob, and Outwit. I don't know. It just feels like. For a whole 20 more points than a lot of figures with those three powers. Yeah, I, I mean, don't that, think anybody actually has a, all three of those powers for 30, but... That's the same as a Flash and a TK Flash, like... Oh, that's right. People were hyping Herbie. That's I, not, I think that was a meme. I think that was a meme. I don't think people were actually hyping Herbie, right? I said in our Discord I think that, more... like, she should be good, but she isn't, or something. Yeah. I think Herbie was more like, if we get good sidekicks, this figure right. could... Good. And it wasn't just PJ. There was a lot of people hyping Herbie. 
I was very interested in playing him, but then we just never got anything good to play with him, so <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did. I, I'm pretty sure I did the this House of X pick before, but I would have said Old Man Phoenix because oh, uh, people. Phoenix. Oh man. Okay, that is. I just don't. But that trait, like, even if he was, like, let's say he was not recklessly overcosted, like, the trait isn't good right now, or, like, in general. I don't know. He just dies. He just dies. Yeah, he's just a close combat attacker who, even before Invincible was benched, just didn't have Invincible, so. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything from Rise and Fall that didn't uh uh oh oh uh Dokken. Now that that was just, the people just won them for a for a sideline. Yeah. Yeah. I guess no offense to people who are playing it, but uh firstborn I just don't think is that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, we'll have to have Azrath on to talk about that because I don't. Uh... I mean, he's obviously fine. Like Azrath did well with him in that tournament, and other people have played him to reasonable success. But I just, yeah, I don't think he's one of the best figures on any of his keywords. Yeah. Oh, also, I guess now that I have a chance to say the the seventy five point Green Lantern. I mean the the Green Lantern super rare for Wonder Woman. I just feel like yeah, the twenty one from range is good, but he's really expensive and he's just not that good an attacker. Like he's eleven three nothing. Like, the best he gets is, like, Psychic Blast at Wit in the middle of the dial, or, like, you're never going to see it, so... Yeah, over and underrated is always a little hard, because you kind of have to guess what people think about figures. <laughs> right. yeah, region, I mean, people talk about... Yeah, exactly. Good. You know, the, yeah. like, ten people that you've seen talk about them online, is that is that representative? <laughs> right. No. Definitely very regional of what, what people are hyping up and what people aren't. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting regions as far as communities go. Okay. Region this uh, year best, has been online. <laughs> yeah. Best rules change is a good one. Um, map. Capping the map at three, plus three. Uh, it's hard to argue with that one. Why do you like that one in particular? Oh, I I just think uh, the um, they because they're creating so many like ten point figures or really cheap figures. Um, it was too easy to get the theme really really high, um, and the uh, advantage of going first is too too high, especially with um, the way swap out goes, where you're like. You can choose the order of the swaps. Yeah, so making unthemed a playable thing is just good enough in your point of view. Yeah, I mean, there's still a, definitely a risk to playing a plus 11 team. Like I, I saw when I uh, went first ha- less than half the time. Because um, once you've done Perfect. that commitment, then you miss the rolls. You have more of a team to protect. Yeah. And it, be uh challenging to do that yeah and then your opponent sky tyrant has like three revival counters on turn one and how are you killing it 
I guess, but I feel like you think about that when you're building. Yeah, I mean, you're hoping to go like, first. Did you, did you, like, when you built your team, did you build it differently because you wanted the higher theme? Yes. For sure. Okay, that's fair. And I do because think that, that mid-theme... That team is map-dependent. That team is map-dependent. It, it really wants to, to be on ancient hold and shooting through blocking. I think that that um, rule change did force themes in general to be either high or low with not much in the middle. But theme props are still good. Like, there's still a reason to be themed, theoretically, if the best figures for your team are themed figures. So I don't think that it went too far in that direction. I mean, we also have so much, we have so much keyword cheating now that like, yeah, if you want to like make a team work, it's just going to be good figures. So like if you're playing Latveria, you just already have access to all the best stuff. So it's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to play. So you're, you're not playing suboptimal figures for theme. Like they're just, right. you know, yeah. everything is so, has to be so good that like, I don't know, like, it's kind of weird, but, like, if you have to put a 10-point Brainiac in there for one another plus one, it's like, uh, I mean, I guess they're, you know, it's not like pick, he's a bad figure. My pick for best yeah. rules change, just for, like, clarity reasons, is the change that figures on your sideline don't have to be on their top dial by default anymore, unless the power mentions otherwise. Because that was always so confusing for people. <laughs> people were always like, wait, why does this have to be on the top dial? Why can't I bring my Venom Strange in with my Venom Strange? And I don't think that there was actually like a power level reason for it or anything. So I think it was just a good common sense change. Fair enough. Not the biggest change that happened this year, but my favorite. I think the changes were amazing, especially for sealed or like lower level play. Like, um, because, like, at competitive, basically everything has flight and ignores hindering anyways. But, like, if you if you opened up Sealed and you had only people that had common peasant boot uh, powers, boot speed, you know, they, they have to walk like common peasants. Um, what, they're superheroes? Are they going to get tangled up in a bush? Right, why yeah, is I a mean, bush? I mean, I've... I've used Flashpoint Flood as a win condition before. Like, I was playing against Connor, like, last year, like, for your time, whatever. He was playing Vulture on Shield, and then Vulture flew, but everybody else walked. It's like, okay, well, I got Vulture, and even though there are ID cards, there's no way you're actually going to get to me, so... I'll, I pick pick you off at my leisure, so, yeah. And well, it's also funny now, like, when I'm looking at old figures, I'm like, oh, wait, that figure randomly has improved, like... Improved elevated or improved blocking, but not improved hindering. It's like, what? Yeah, right. Now it does. Or like, I mean, so many Batman, like so many characters with stealth, like so many Batmans didn't have improved hindering. So that was always frustrating. And then the first Batman they printed with that rules change was awful. So it's kind of a cruel joke. It's just weird. People were really hating the rules changes when it came out. And I, I thought they were great. <laughs> I think that. Especially at, at uh, like more casual level plays, it it really uh, it 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 clear it makes things more clear. Um, like 
as much as I hate knockback damage being removed just thematically, it did make it weird that the character wasn't doing the knockback damage, so the character wasn't killing someone from knockback. And yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the changes made there be less tactical options, which I don't love as a high level player. I understand. Yeah, that's how I feel about pushing damage. Like it was just like that that was a decision you had to make. I I and don't mind pushing I, I still wish as a high level player that pushing damage was optional. I totally get why they didn't do that, because it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Like imagine I mean, they routed like the a modern month, figures they had to, so yeah. like three months into somebody's somebody starting to play hero clicks. Somebody, their opponent, like, clicks their own figure, and they're like, why did you do that? Are you allowed to just deal damage to your own figure whenever you want? Oh, no, only when you put the second action token on. Why? <laughs> like, it would not have made any sense. But It, it yeah. took, me, it took me a little while to, to warm up to it, but I, I, I get what they were doing, and I do think that it adds to ease of play, especially because unavoidable damage does some weird things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like Lockjaw. Yeah. yeah, or like if you somehow double tokened, like under the old rules, if you somehow double token someone um, in their starting area, you could unavoidable through first turn immunity. That's kind of weird. Definitely had some weird interactions. Yeah. Well, it's weird that you, there's still a game, like you can still give characters action tokens on the first turn with Injustice yeah. League. So. Yeah, the Injustice League thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. there's still That's Trader. Weird. Kobe has an option, right? Nobody plays it. Technically. It's technically around. Did you say yours, Jake? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, the ones that are good are still like a give and take. Like, the fact that there's basically no reason your character should ever not be in hindering terrain now is kind of like that lost a little bit of the strategy if they didn't move, didn't have improved movement hindering. Um... I think the map one is good. Although, I guess, was it was plus three the right number to cap it at? I feel like it was probably right around correct. It was like a pretty right. random number, but... I mean, if you think about the percentages of, uh, you know, second player, or an unthemed at least gets 15% chance versus zero. Like, that's like... I okay. like um, theme prob not needing a token, because I think that was a sort of another weird thing it was like you have theme probs okay how do i use them you put a token on that person okay did they take an action no <laughs> um kind of thing i don't yeah. love i think it would have been unbalanced themselves Sorry. i would have liked it to be other figures can do it but yeah oh well um I think that if they didn't change theme props to cap be capped at three, it would be too good, but I feel like it's fine. So Yeah, I'm just looking at the math again. So if you have a plus three on them, you have a seventy-five percent chance to win, eight percent chance to tie, and then fifty percent chance to lose. So and then if you go into plus two, it's a sixty-five. Sixty-five to win, twenty-five to tie, or 75 to tie and then 25 to lose. So I don't know. Feels like feels like a reasonable number to stick with. That's supposed to unthemed players have a plus zero. So 
It also goes with the 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 plus three rule, the rule of three. That's fair. But it's yeah. easy True. to remember. Everything is three now. Except for minimum ranges. Because all the powers are minimum six now. Um Okay, so that's about that. I guess I guess this wasn't really on the thing we talked about it a little bit. I guess what how do we feel like the metagame has changed this past year? A ridiculous amount. Vulture going away make made swarms happen very quickly. You said molecule made swarms happen very quickly? No, no, sorry. Vulture vulture going away made swarms happen, like able to happen now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vulture reti- retiring was a big thing. Um, I wonder, I looked back recently at the top 10 list that I did before Wonder Woman uh, 80 came out. And a lot of things I thought were going to be top 10 pieces just are not relevant at all anymore because Wonder Woman 80 was a huge power. It added a lot to the game. So yeah, Fufo and Wonder Woman 80 just added like, although only one of them is, only two of them are from Fufo, just added like eight 30 point figures that are better than most previous 60 point figures. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like technically this year we got like Jubilee, who's a really, really ridiculously good 50 points with a big weakness, but that got mitigated. So like I could pay 50 points to maybe commit to this figure that has like stats of a figure that's like double its cost. When I first saw the final version of Maggot, I was like, man, 40 points. That's like really low. And then over the next couple of sets, it became very clear that that was just the direction they were going in. <laughs> yeah. It really felt like a power creep here. Like Captain America and the Avengers was like, supposedly like a set where a lot of power creep happened, but like, Nobody's playing anything out of it. Yeah, it's funny looking back at like when when um, ABPI came out, it was like the best set that had ever been released or whatever people kept saying, which which was probably true. Like everything in the meadow was basically from that set. And now nobody plays anything from it. (laughs) Okay, I've got an I I remembered a a great candidate for overrated and that's Fulcum Abominus. Um, People were going like literally threatening to quit because it was like so good and it's like uh so i so i think the power creep is real and um but i don't think that it's it's so often it's not what people like are complaining about like the retaliators are not that much better this year falcom is about the same as Surter, who was like four years ago Exactly, but, but yeah, like they're not, they're not. The the um the tent pools aren't getting like insanely better. The retaliators aren't getting the tent insane. Pools have been hurt a lot by this. I think they have not gotten other than like Emperor Gladiator. They just haven't gotten the same kinds of point decreases that the other ones have. Yeah, th- th- those have those have stayed about the same. I, I would say that like. You know, like mini shredder from from is like very comparable to uh, 
I don't know, Emperor Gladiator or uh, Captain Marvel or something like that. Like, yeah, Mini Shredder is probably still better than a lot of current ones. I think I think he's like, yeah, I, I think he's like right there. Uh, they're 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 in the same category though, is what I'm saying. But like, if you look at some of the like cheap support from back in the day, and I, not even like back in the day, like two years ago, like or three years ago, like you're like ah. Man, um, Renee Tilly just does not stand up to uh, to Falk or uh, Venom Magneto or you know so, some of the other carriers like that. She just doesn't. Yeah, and I think that a lot of the like figure evaluation fails of the year have been because people just weren't used to how good those low point figures are yet, right? Like, well, we yeah. don't have support figures anymore because everything is so hyper efficient that it like high evolutionary is an attacker that has prob for 30 points like there's no such thing as a support figure because you're expecting your support figure to be an attacker or expect your attacker to have the support power or i don't know vice versa but like you just don't have those anymore there's no like i mean in the old days you'd have like you know, your cheap, like, Destiny was your cheap prob, and you have your cheap TK, whatever, but, like, that's just not a thing anymore. Like, for, like, 50 points gets you the flash, that's a leadership and an attacker, and then your prob and TK, 20-point flash. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, before it was like a, um, you, you load up one Cyclops or something and do one attack with that, and that's your primary attack of a Cyclops colon or something like that. Um or at least that's what I consider back in the day. I know some people that's very recent. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the evaluation if your figure could survive a big Cyclops attack. So. Yeah, you're right. But now it's kind of like you just do as many attacks as you can. <laughs> you just like, uh, there was, there was, t- there was turns where I was like making eight attacks total between the retail and the uh, Wendigo flurries and things like that. The team. action economy is just ridiculous. I mean, depending on what your team is, like you could have Batveria having Batman attack a whole team, and then have a Sky Tyrant basically, you know, quake him or whatever. Or Batman so, mind controls them, and then they move and attack each other, and you position them for Sky Tyrant. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of attacks. There's a lot of attacks are relevant to um to boost all of your team so that even just Faust is actually a legitimate threat. So, like, you look at him, he's 10 for 2, uh, two 10 for 2, Pensyke, or something like that. Yep, and outwit if you need it. And outwit, and a prob. Uh, but, like, if you put him next to two PDs and an enhancement, suddenly, he, and, and th- th- that's not putting into, into his attack. That Those are those are PDs that anyone else can use. And that's just a commissioner and a, you know, something else that you, uh, I think it was human torch that I was using at the time, but it's like, yeah. And then for the human torches attack, he can do that as well. He can, he can lower the defense as well. Uh, I think there's even an emotional modifier in there as well. And that was putting down everyone's defense. So like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Or again, just flashes. The point of <laughs> oh, j- yeah, just flashes can do two PDs and like also and an enhancement. 
yeah, and then copy shield team abilities, so they're also perplexing yeah. up your rank or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah. The only, I mean, the main difference is that like, I mean, overall, I feel like the biggest change was the perplex change. So now you update your damage elsewhere, but like, when you're attacking with little characters, you don't necessarily care. So and that's also I was thinking about. I'm like, well, Fulcum, Fulcum would be seeing more play if defense powers mattered, but like these things are so soft that it kind of doesn't matter. Like. It's nice, but it's not like you're cutting through a character with like heavy reducers and stop clicks as much. So yeah, I mean, Falcom is a silly figure, but there's so many alpha strikes and everything yeah. that like you just he doesn't survive as long as you think he would looking at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends what you want to put. Depends what you want to play with him. But yeah, it's a it's a weird environment out there. I do still think really that we should stop printing see. retaliators like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're really fun even when they're not dominant. We should just see what damage modifiers look like when we lose the power gem. Because it's just, mm-hmm. like, you have Forge, who can kind of pseudo, you know, not need line of fire, not need to be there for enhancement or empower whatever, but, like, it's going to be hard to get damage modifiers. So. And attack. Well, I mean, you're not going to want to modify your values anyway because demon and armor is just too good. So, modifiers don't actually matter at all. So, okay, we have actual questions. David Creighton, what are the biggest changes in the game state since Wonder Woman 80? I think we kind of answered that. Uh, Kevin, pardon my ignorance, was Paul the big winner this year? I'm so out of the loop. I mean, you won, you've done pretty well. You've won some broadcast stuff. I think you've won other stuff. I can't remember exactly, but like. Yeah, I placed high at uh, one of the other events, but yeah, the main thing is winning, winning a few of those against some pretty good. Yeah, people. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean. I, I don't like the idea of sitting across the table from you, and the only reason I beat you the one time that I did because you were like beyond exhausted, so got lucky. Um, those those um, tournaments they can get some we can get some really high level players there, like for just a, a little eight man tournament. They we can. Yeah, every time I've good. played one of those, it's been against really good players. Yeah. It's a it's a good resource to have for new players. You can play against uh, you can play against the figures that if you went to a high level tournament, you'd probably only see if or you'd be more likely to see if you like made the cut or whatever, doing well. But you can like just ram one play against somebody like George, or whatever. So it's a good to have. Uh, and the fall question is, uh, how does competitive play feel in this current real world situation of physical distancing? Uh... I mean, I haven't owned the entirety of any team that I've played, so. I have. I've been buying it just for, like, purchasing therapy or whatever. Like, I ha- I rarely actually use the figures. Um, I just, I, I haven't been able to make um, a lot of the in-person events that do. Co- the in-person events are, are few and far between. And I just haven't been able to make them as much for wh- where, how my schedule works. So I've been doing I've mostly been online. 
Yours is zero? Okay. I actually have a venue that, that is doing stuff. I there to... technically was one for a little bit uh, near us, but I didn't go. Um, so... I went to one in-person tournament. It was uh, sealed for Master Mold, and everybody could pick whatever packs they want. So I played an OK Rise and Fall team. But otherwise, yeah, I, I played a couple home games, but that's pretty much it for me for actual in-person. I actually feel that there's more connection if you play online. Like uh, being being in the the West Coast, like we definitely have a West Coast flavor and a West Coast like style. Uh, um, and I, since I've been playing online more, uh, I I mean like it's it's not the ideal solution. There's a lot of problems with Roll Twenty. I had a lot during this tournament, but the upside is you do get to play really good players from across the world. Yeah, it's and been awesome playing against in the relatively fewer events I have gotten to play. Um, just getting to play against players that I don't get to play against usually. Yeah, I mean, I've never met Joseph in person, but we've played a bunch. Yeah, so. I mean, Paul and I had never met, and we've now played like yeah. three or four times. Super cool. So, so I feel like the kooky builds that like are, are like a little off meta that I that I used to do used to be that yeah, I I'd just be playing them in my corner of the you know in, in my few stores uh, and you know go to a WK or whatever and now it's kind of like a little different. There's a different exchange of. I kind of uh, feel like it's made g- players in general better getting to play against high level yeah. players from across the US and Canada yeah. mostly. But yeah, I mean obviously not having to own figures is more inclusive technically so yeah definitely true right right i i think that that adds to people playing around with different builds whereas like there would be like uh you several players in like in a local scene you'd have like four players that were like really good and they each have two teams so there'd be like more of a set meta locally you know what i mean yeah and i mean just yeah whatever team you want. yeah i mean i'm lucky in canada to have a great group of people who own everything collectively and are willing to lend me stuff <laughs> so i've always kind of gotten to play whatever i want and i do think that when we go back to in-person tournaments that we should really continue to encourage that i love pj's mooching house group that existed before the pandemic um I think everybody, nobody, I don't think anybody should feel that they can't play a team because they don't own most of the figures. I think enough people are willing to lend them out that um, if you're going to a big tournament and you feel like you can't play a team, you should reach out and let the community know. And I think you'll probably get there. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything that's so expensive that I would be afraid to loan it out. Yeah, maybe Q Prime or something, but. Like, yeah, I have one to Q Prime, but that was to somebody I knew, whatever, but like. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Unless you want to have like nine black Vulcans on your sideline or whatever, that might be hard to get. Yeah, sure. up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about how many tournaments Adam won, and think about the fact that he only borrows stuff, so that was obviously easier for him. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously a bit of a different situation coming in and being a newer player versus being Adam, who sort of knows everybody in the community. Um, but if you are a newer player, I think that there are resources and you should reach out and know that you... Even if people are willing to, to loan you items, and, and yes, most people are really good about wanting to have a community and to do that, you have to lend people figures. If you have just, like, for a long time, I had two Jason Wingards you know, and, and the Danger Room Constructs and Amelia Vought, and I was just like, I was happy just playing those, and those yeah. were fine. It was, it kept winning, so no reason to stop playing it. Um, yeah, it just, it, it yeah. feels like there's... I almost have the entirety of my current team. I think I would need to get one more high Evo, but that's it, so... Yeah, I'd be happy to play my current team for a good while. I've bought nothing uh, since House of X. Pardon? I've bought nothing since House of X, so I own, like, nothing. Yeah, I've bought very little. Uh, Jesse, Kote, I'd never heard of him. Uh, what's the oddest team you have run that a toxic casual player has taken offense about? Such an oddly specific question. I feel like it's for Paul in particular. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, uh... Jeez, I, I we could do a whole podcast on this. Um, that, that's the problem with like, uh, yeah. I do find uh, as a better player that sometimes people that you're playing against mistake the fact that you're good for you bringing a ridiculous team. Right. I mean, yeah. one time my team was Witch Queen Lefay, Al Jordan, and Medusa, and that was like considered cheesy and it's like what <laughs> because of the way really? the witch with wwe powers or something and i don't know that's odd it it, it was like and i i almost got it which queen will faint banned from that store which was <laughs> i mean i liked the figure but yeah because like i was like there, there's just a lot of things like uh um, they w- finally landed a hit on Witch Queen Lefay, and like she was right next to a Medusa hair, so I was like, okay, I'll just mastermind it. And like that's not that's not the figure being broken. That's just you. I you do hit think, something. Master. I mean, Medusa was yeah. probably still it was broken at the time. So I do think that Witch Queen um, was a figure that lended itself pretty well to skill expression at the time. Like, if you were just better than your opponent and you were playing a Witch Queen, they would feel like there was nothing they could do. It was fun to slingshot uh, Pulse Wave and knock them back into you and then punch them again. It was awesome. <laughs> Such fun combos. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there are definitely some figures that are, like, too good for casual, but, like... Mm-hmm. I don't I think don't she know. was... No, oh, not this her. Is... I'm saying, like, there could be. Okay, so so in our area, there's like kind of like when when you when you're winning a bunch of events and whatever, you kind of start to not troll, but like yeah, troll. Okay, you kind of start to play your your B team and then your C team. Um, and I remember one of the times I you know you, I was playing the 175 point Superman rare that has three stop clicks. Um, so I was playing him. Uh, which seems like a good third string, you know, <laughs> third string figure. This is definitely not try hard mode when you're playing that. 
Um, I, I gave him a barrier ring. Uh, and then I was playing Barclay in the back. So Superman would just run up, put a barrier in front of them. And then Barclay would, would attack from the back. And then there was like the fast forces, black Panther that made the empower tokens. And, uh, wow. So, and they were complaining that it was tryharding because like it was an unkillable figure of Superman and, uh, Barclay was like, and I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. We play a lot of like really casual games. Um, (laughs) and I in particular, especially when I know that we have some, you know, newer players or whatever coming to the store tend to bring like really bad teams. And I did once have somebody complain about a team that I was playing, which contained an 107 point Emma Frost from mutations and monsters. And I was oh, like, this sorry. is not good. <laughs> Wait, was that, a, was that an all Emma team or something? No, I forget what I was playing. It was like as much mind control as I could fit onto an X-Men team, basically, was the idea. And I wanted to play that particular Emma because I just got her. It wasn't good, but it was funny. And I should clarify. How long ago was that? What? A couple years. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Paul. Frost mutations and monsters. I will have to look that up. 7, 10, 17, uh... 8 range. Mind control on the movement. Really good. Yeah, that's, uh, well. Sorry, uh, just the other thing that I was going to say about what I was, uh, was just that that was at a winner map. So it wasn't like a local right. event. This was like an actual, like I already had the map, so I was just going to like support the community, basically. And I ended up just giving the map away, but it was like, oh my God, come on. Wait, you played oh. that Superman team at a, at a winner map? Yeah. And you won it. And somebody, okay. I was like, at a local event, like, yeah, I guess Barclay Tack and Cross Map, I can kind of like see the argument, but like at an actual, no, I had. It was Devin, a win. Yeah, so, uh, and Emily and I went to a WKO, like a WKO, and the person was playing a team and it, it had like figures, but like no ID cards, whatever. And he was complaining that I brought like a team with like, I brought a competitive team to a competitive event, like, you know, a proper competitive team. And then but it's like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a competitive event for, like, actual prizing. Like, yeah. WKO? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say where or when, but, yeah, it was, like, what, what, right. I don't understand, like, the competitive event, so. Yeah, I find that I find that casual players sometimes can be more, can complain more than competitive players. I think, or yeah, like, I mean, I think I'll a lot of against them, casual players and they have the ridiculously good pieces and it's like, oh, OK. Yeah, I mean, win. I think it's kind of hard. Like if you're a newer or more casual player and you're playing against somebody who is more competitive then even if they're playing a bad team, you are probably losing. And it can be hard, I think, to resist the impulse to be like, well, it's because their team is busted, not because I'm bad. Right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think you you in particular could play a casual team bad enough that like within reason that a new player is going to beat you. Like that's just not happening. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that there are totally reasonable teams to complain about in a casual setting. Like if somebody's bringing full point Unimind to your casual night, yeah, that's worth complaining about. It's not fun. Nobody's going to enjoy themselves. Yeah. I will never forget. Uh, right after team bases came out, 
there was just one, or not like right after, because this is after Wolverine the X-Men, but there was just one local event where everybody decided to bring a team base to me. <laughs> and no one it's had like, fun. <laughs> oh, I had to play against uh, Spiral and the brother at team base, so I don't think I ever got an attack off. So, pretty rad of Spiral. So. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's okay. always awkward because there's, uh, if I, I never know what to bring. I don't do a whole lot of casual, but like, um, when I do bring something completely underpowered, it seems like there's players there that like are actually playing like uh, Star Fox Mjolnir and like Groot and stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then, yeah, and then, and I like do I think that. Sorry, it's like I always guess wrong. Like if I if I if I bring us a, a underpowered team, that's what I'm paired up against. And when I bring something a little bit better, that's like mid range, I get paired up with a new player that's like, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I do think that shops should generally allow people to play multiple teams in an event if it's just a random little casual event, just so that people who are looking to have fun can show up and bring multiple teams and are like, okay, you're playing Star Fox with me owner. I'll play something a little better. You're playing some random set of commons that you got out of one, your first booster. Great. I'll play this random trash that I brought. <laughs> Swap teams, man. That's, that's, what <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they're for. <laughs> oh man. I do that now. Oh man. I would love to play an Avengers team. Where I could play like something really crappy, or actually just yeah, that'd be fun. Just bring like a good. Really, team. if you really don't like the person. I absolutely want to bring like a team that looks really, really good in X Men. It has like Maggot and stuff on it, and then sit down across from somebody and swap them all out for characters that are the same number of points but terrible. Be like, <laughs> oh, this is what I'm playing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that sounds awesome. One of the casual events uh, I went to, uh, I I came in with. Um, all of the support for uh, Hawkeye Vulture, but it was the common uh, Vulture and just a random <laughs> guy. So I was like equipping the Doc Ock arms and then TKing him out with like Oz. And I was like, this is the meta, right, guys? Like, wow. I, I, this is really good. When does this become broken? <laughs> okay, <I'm sorry. laughs> I have plus one That's on great. my stats because I have the secret six bonus. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite tournaments ever was when I brought um, Jean Grey plus Nuke clones and the Regenesis <laughs> Cannonball because it was just a thing I'd been playing around with and I couldn't actually make it good. Like, it wasn't, you just didn't have the points to make it actually good. It gave up, basically, it exploded and it gave up like 280 points or something. Like, it was, it just gave up your entire team by itself. And unless it killed literally your opponent's entire team, you just couldn't win from there. So I brought this to an event and just like did it like twice in a row, but lost all of those games. My opponents were like, you just dealt like 12 damage to my entire team. I'm like, yeah, am I going to win this game? And they'd look at what we had left and be like, oh, no, no, you're not. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to complain anymore. <laughs> yeah, you were really trying hard on that gene bomb. You, you sure were. And it actually Let became take that from pretty you. reasonable at some point. It was not at all at that point. We did not have the support in any way. <laughs> no. Well, so that didn't that didn't end up seeing a lot of play, did it? Like. No, I mean it's just the figures are so many points. And it and it requires going first, and like we've been talking yeah, with about, your, like plus five or whatever. <laughs> that is not a good strategy. Well, Devin, what was what was the plus? What was your bonus when you played Brotherhood? 
It was five or six. Remember? I can't remember. Oh, right. yeah, that's not going to. Yeah. It wasn't really Steam possible bomb. to get it higher. You had to be able to swap in an Exodus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I think Gene Bomb was always a meme. Like, yeah, I mean, it was something that, like, you know, Lucas and PJ and I and a couple of other people thought was really fun. So we played it. But I don't think any of us were under the illusion that we had a good chance of winning the tournament with it. <laughs> and that's fine if you want to i think i might be doing that for the next charity event of uh, instead of playing the team i think has the best chance of winning i think i i think i'm gonna just try to have some fun <laughs> yeah and i and i don't think that playing gene bomb was like a troll i don't think that you had zero chance of winning any games like i made top eight with that team and did okay in my top eight game but i also think you have a very low chance of winning the tournament <laughs> right yeah and I feel like there aren't actually teams where that just auto wins against like scientist swarm. It, yeah, the thing is, that win, you don't go first against scientist swarm. <laughs> the teams that it I wins mean, against, also you snap to, so it doesn't yeah. win against. <laughs> yeah, and then you take the power gem, and then it doesn't work. So, okay, uh, Chip, question for Paul. I guess me and Devin are not going to answer this question. How do you feel about the Midwest East Coast start times for online tournaments? And why does the majority of West Coast players hate online tournaments? Uh, I know when I've had to organize tournaments, I've tried to make, keep in mind the uh, the time for you guys. So, yeah. Well, my time's a little different because I'm I am West Coast, but I'm also on a Knox schedule, so it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, it can be hard to 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 make those times. It can be hard to. Um, uh can be hard to do a whole tournament in one day and not start at those times. Uh, I think it's hard to do a whole tournament in one day, pretty much, no matter what, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. I think I'd aim for noon EST because, like, that's pretty much the latest you could start. But still, yeah. 9 a.m. is still not pretty early on a, on a weekend, so. How, how do I feel about Midwest, East Coast start times for for online tournaments yeah it'd be nice to to switch it up um that's why pod play really often uh maybe maybe do a little bit more pod play because yeah that does accommodate different people on different times i do like the pod play and then playoff structure why do the majority yeah. of the west hate online tournaments because you you guys have actual events to go to so i mean i don't think anyone like loves playing online <laughs> and like it's just like this is what we got. This is what we can do. Um, I think so, it's yeah. differently good to in person in some it's, ways, it's, but yeah. Yeah, it's not all bad because, like I said, you do get to uh, play against people that you don't normally play against. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some Pacific Northwest places that are pulling over 30 people. Yeah, I would love to have that. I would love to go to. I'm probably going to go down for another tournament there uh, pretty soon. Um. Yeah, or at least try to. Yeah, I would. Uh, I look forward to having a chance to go there and playing because they are very weird, and I like weird players. So. Because yeah. I do. Um. Uh, see if Eddie Guerrero can get into the top eight and actually win. I it. was so happy. Tom well, won the WKO with Eddie Guerrero. It has happened before. I want, uh, I want a yeah. common or a popper states with him so both yeah. so basically what happened with that was both um mike white and i had played witch queen 
to some amount of success, and Tom was trying to figure out what to play, so I just told him that he had to play Witch Queen. And mm-hmm. he decided to pair her up with Eddie Guerrero and won the event. Tom is Tom definitely... Win with anything. <laughs> so, uh, people thought he was trolling by having uh, an Eddie there, but he just practiced... I mean, like, if you pick anything and you just practice a ton with it, you're going to do well. Like, I, it yeah. feels like the people who really put in... It's not like that figure's yeah. bad. No, it's just, it just does, it just doesn't do enough in today's yeah, meta. But exactly. It's not uh, top, top tier or anything. And to be clear, when Tom won with it was like the last, um, was like, what, 2019 WKO. So way before all of this current stuff. Um, I think it, no, I think it was like Q1 2020, like just before everything. Yeah, you're right. It was 2020. That's Q1 Deadpool Duck. Yeah. Um. I mean, I wouldn't play Eddie right now. I just don't see a place for him. I feel like I would just rather play the 25-point domino for the same effect, kind of, so. <laughs> I mean, he has prob, and then he can reroll one die, but she has only reroll one die, so it's not technically as good, but, like, yeah. I wouldn't play him right now, sadly. But did have fun with him in that pop uh, event, because I played him with Onslaught, so basically 200 points if you can't shoot me, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. Sounds good. Um, and if you do like pod play, I don't, did you sign up for coffee and clicks yet? Uh, I will be. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. So, coffee and clicks is doing a charity event. Uh, the pod play starts on the fifteenth, January. Event? Yeah, like three hundred modern empire okay. being legal, so it'll be interesting. So yeah, I might twenty dollars minimum donation. Yeah, check out the Coffee and Clicks group. The last few sure. like, the last few like full weekend tournaments I've just been busy for, unfortunately. So yeah. I haven't gotten to play in a little while. Yeah, you think you're gonna play in this uh, this event? Yeah, I might. No idea what you play these days, but I don't either. <laughs> I guess you probably I've built a billion things, so what what specifically I'll play? I don't know. I'm probably cool. playing Batson because. Um, I was offended there was no Billy Batson when he can stop charging and running shot because he shuts down free actions and those rely on free actions. I mean, I was just amazed that somebody played, um, what's her name? Uh, Sage. Like, Sage. I think West Summers actually played Sage at one point. Huh? So that was pretty cool. Uh, I was annoyed that Caleb didn't have the Cyclops Sentinel because the Cyclops Sentinel is really good. So, I mean, obviously he won all his games, like he knows better, but like still, Cyclops Sentinel is good. So I'm sure. Only went Devin undefeated. Will. Clearly, he should have changed his list. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, love the Sentinel. Yeah. I, so I love that. But this actually feeds into this uh, next question of Do I have another team that would have uh ran at world because i was did uh you know um experiment with different x-men teams for like since basically since it came out since professor x came out uh, along with a a number of other people um so i was on x-men for a long time um there was a few things that i think i added to the team in general like when i started playing multiple multiple mans people were like messaging me and messaging brad being like you know that's not legal right you can't swap out like multiple multiple men 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm just paying them. <laughs> they were like literally calling the judge, like, judge, he can't swap. No, I'm not swapping them out. I'm just playing them. You can do that. And it was like, it was shocking to people. <laughs> I think you you might have mentioned really? it. Time. Was it you? I don't know. There's a few people that, that were like, what? What's going on? I was like, no, I love, I have, I have uh, 19 multiple mans. Don't get me wrong. I, lo- I love the figure. It's just like, yeah, I'm just playing him. He's going to pick up objects. He's going to do some stuff. So I feel like there he was underworld and he's underworld. I don't know where you want. He heals Jubilee or just walks in the way he blocks TK lines. Just he body blocks. He does things. Um, hit, having to deal three damage to KO a uh, 30 point character is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, no, he's really, really good. So there's that. I never lived the, the I always thought Jubilee was the win condition, so I never really bought into the Krakone revival because she couldn't be Krakone revivaled. I understand why people are doing that, but like, um, I also never. I always thought Bishop Prime needed to be on it because because um, I feared Scarab, Anagans uh, like I was doing, <laughs> you know, basically. Um, but the reason why I didn't go with X-Men is because I was very, very wrong about Cable. Um, I always should have been playing Cable. I came to that realization way too late. Uh, by the time I'd come, come to that realization that I was just playing it wrong, um, it was too close to, to time, and I had done too many reps on uh, the other builds of X-Men. Um, so it was like... I, I, I jumped off that ship because I'd realized I was um I got I got I got cold feet about the 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 ruling that um like like the way Caleb was was running uh his and it would, the way I, I would have to have done it as well. Um you 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 swap out the Jubilee for the for the cable and now Jubilee's worth a hundred points if you kill her. Yeah, that that I got cold feet about that, but apparently it never uh he was able to uh he was able to protect her and uh I think he said he never she never died during his tournament, so I mean uh-huh. she was kind of the win condition. I mean the last game she was the only thing that was left and some clothes yeah. too. Uh and he so so yeah, it was it was it was really interesting to see all the evolutions of the different X Men teams. Uh a lot that happened through the broadcast, but also like uh, Easton's build kind of changed things up. Um, I, I think Caleb was the only one doing Pixie, for example. So like, there's all these like small changes that people that really are huge changes if you're the actual one running them. If you're actually running it, it actually makes a huge difference if you have Bishop or or if you have Mimic Prime or things like that. So. Um, so that's the reason why I didn't want when, uh, play that team was because I thought I was wrong to not do cables and it was too late in the math to, to, to add cables last minute. Um, and I just, I just knew I wasn't going to have a lot of practice on it. And then the other team that I was considering was this team because I just, because it was one of the teams that I won with, uh, uh, on a broadcast event and because I had thought I just I'm really high on Billy Batson. 
I really mean it. He he shuts between Faust and uh, Billy Batson. You shut down so much of their team, what their teams are trying to do. You you kind of have to kill the Billy Batson or you're without knockback. It's a little harder to. Right. You have to double tap and go through the um, the shape change to kill the Billy Batson because he'll just run up with a black heart and he'll be in position to shut off your main, you know, like all of the free actions. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah it's uh um it, it caught people by surprise yeah i mean i didn't play and if i played it would have been scientist and if it wasn't scientist i think i have a plus 10 latveria because i mean an island and conqueror a doom bottom brainiac is 100 for plus three already so you can get plus seven more in there um but so I didn't have most, anything else in mind. The most fun team that I've seen somebody talk about recently that isn't, I don't think is good, but is very amusing, is um, Emma Frost plus the Emma Frost from House of X, who has the team-up card that makes Hellfire Club characters X-Men plus Blackheart, and then you just go and revive your Blackhearts. It's, That's, it gives uh... up an insane number of points. <laughs> like, just an absurd wow. number of points. But it's really funny. <laughs> She's like everything she does is good. She's just really expensive. Yeah, I mean she has to be to Krakow and revive him. And like it'd be nice yeah. to swap her out, but you can't really because there's nothing to swap her into that Krakow and revives as well. Like, yeah, I mean I don't I don't think it's good, but I think it's funny. So I would have at least no. played around with it. A bit. I mean a lot of the teams that are good seem fun. Like I would seem like I would have fun with that. I I played not that X one. I played uh I've played tested a swap X one before. It was fun. I mean, Jubilee was just, like, a lot to deal with because she has, like, full map reach, but other than that. Yeah, I mean, you can assume that I'm into any X-Men team. <laughs> yeah, I haven't submitted my team for Coughing Clicks yet, but... I I am I surprised we didn't see more scientists. There was almost none. I thought it was... Uh, I had it down as a, as a top ten, top five uh, team. Um, yeah, so, apparently uh, I don't I mean, have the top the eight. Event event I mean. The day before or whatever. Right. Because, like, I know... So I, that's where, like, local um, metas come in because, like, George was... George Masu was a big uh, pusher of it on uh, um, the Brad events, and he was doing very well with it. You, obviously, have been on it since a long time. Um and I, I see your builds in chat and stuff. And then my brother really likes it. Um, and then a, a another player at Brad's who doesn't normally do so well got a bunch of second place finishes using scientists. And it's like, huh. What, so it's going to be huge. But eh, it was barely there. You're talking about Eric playing um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Spot? Yeah. Yeah, he beat like uh Josafa and there was one other big name player he beat and he's not like so I was like huh okay there's uh I, I thought it was back good. at the clicks cop it you know came first or second at like every event <laughs> uh sorry what came first or second at every event scientist oh yeah yeah all the way back at the clicks cop yeah, I, I thought it was... all the lists very quickly. George played it, and I'm already in the J's. Just not seeing scientists. I don't understand. 
it was just George, and he didn't like. Did, wasn't he one of the one of the winners that didn't? Yeah, he was, won. I mean, I think they rolled up, but he won the night before the in-person one. Yeah, and then he got into the top. Whatever. I mean, George's gonna make top cut no matter what. Wow, only yeah, it looks like only one. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, and I, I think going forward, it's gonna be one of the teams that loses the least from rotation. Um, and you're talking about a team that's Future Foundation, Wonder Woman 80. Uh, losing Wesley Crusher will be will suck because he's just so cheap for for blocks. But yeah, yeah, but like I mean, hardly the most important. Like it's not on every build. <laughs> No, no, it is certainly not. No, I think it loses, yeah, basically no tools and rotation, so, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, we're Mr. Making, Oz, but, like, not. I wasn't playing Mr. Oz, so, yeah. We're making a lot of assumptions about when and what gets rotated, but... Yeah, and... I feel like... Come out between now and then, and... <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be fair if we lost... Reavers, Black Panther. I mean, Black. I mean, Black Panther had a Nationals before COVID. X Men came out. X Men was not legal at that Worlds. I wouldn't mind if we lost. Then we would only lose only one Star Trek. So that'd be weird. I don't know. Maybe they'll do a normal, closer to normal retirement next year. I don't know. Because really, on the really if, if you retired, if you only retired stuff before, like stuff that was legal for Worlds, you would lose Rebirth, Black Panther, or Genesis, and one of the two Star Trek sets. Like that wouldn't be very much at all. But oh, I don't know. JLU or XDPS will be rotated. Yeah, that's the question. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I feel like XDPS has been. I mean, so, by the time that rotation like happens, forever, but. Yeah. Well, we don't I mean, know. So no yeah. value. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, Devin, would you have played X-Men if you played? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Seems likely. Uh, Brad, what team of players surprised you on Sunday for all people on the podcast? Oh, uh, the team that surprised me. Um... Let me see if I can find it. It was, um, I think it was Alyssa's team. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Star Jammer's going three and two. Yeah, there was a Corsair on that team, and it did well. <laughs> yeah, Brian played a similar team, but no Eddie, so it was pretty cool. Okay, so. I was surprised that Latveria was like the number two team played, and it was like pretty much just Bat Doom. I I I I didn't think it was going to be that popular, but it was. I mean, Dan's still playing it, and yeah. I assumed I assumed Dan would because he's you know kind of mastered it, and he's you know, that is his no- style, right? Build a team and master it makes sense. Right, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, no. Oh, no, absolutely not. Because then you then you know all of the like. There, there's nothing wrong with yeah. Because then you. No, the, I you, would. Uh, right now. I mean, I'm kind of happy that Empire didn't change much because I got to play my scientists for like 
War of the Realms comes out end of February, so I have this team for like three more months at least, unless something changes. So, yeah, the game's so intricate that if you if you actually just use all 100% of what your figures do, you're at a huge advantage. <laughs> um, so what? What? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's what surprised me was that that team was so popular. It seems easy enough to run. I mean, I could see the average player thinking it's easy enough to run. I mean, you send Sky Tyrant across, Batman makes attacks without needing range. Like, it seems, you know. It seems pretty straightforward. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some, there's a reasonable amount of skill. How did you, what did you call it, Devin? Skill expression? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, how many of them were there? Wasn't there like six of them? I want to yeah, say there was. I... There was a lot. Because I was counting up, uh, I was randomly counting up the number of perplexes to see what perplexes rotate out, and I was like, Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller. <laughs> so much Amanda Waller. What's going on here? And I think I think it was five or six, and I just wow. that surprised me. I but, I remember building the team, and I was like, "That's such a, a seventy-five point investment." And if you lose map, Batman's bad. I don't know. Isn't and isn't the only plus seven? Yeah, it's a plus seven, and that's that's why I thought I thought people were trying to go go away from that because like there's a lot of complaints about the plus ten teams. And then not a lot of people playing them. That was kind of weird. I think that's hmm. pretty much always been true. For any of like, the like, really high-themed teams, everybody's like, why do we have all of these really high-themed teams and not a ton of people actually do it? Yeah. Like, when people are online asking for build advice, they, it would be like the same people that are like, it's broken for these people that have plus 11 teams. And then they'll show their list, and they'll be like, you can do this change and this change to... Uh, to get your theme up. I'm like, well, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> didn't you just say it was so broken, you, the rules cha- need to change to to, <laughs> to not do that? Like, well, I don't want to play this trash. I want to play a Lex Luthor scientist for 10 points. You could. Oh, no, he's so terrible. Yeah, to get an enhancement. I don't know. What a bad power. What's that? Oh, what a world! What a bad power um, The worst. The what worst. Least fringe pieces or low? oh, that sorry, that's yeah. What are your most and least favorite popular hero hooks from the last year? I think we kind of answered that. Yeah. Uh, what are your most and least favorite fringe pieces or less type clicks? I mean, there's barely anything to begin with. We kind of already answered that. Um, McConnell, Omar, if you, oh, sorry, what? Uh, I just haven't said Red Ghost in a while, so I'm going to say Red Ghost. That's fair. Favorite fringe. Fair. I think it's really good. Yeah, I was building a, uh, an all-pog casual animal team, and he obviously went on it, so. Yeah, so um, I, just really quickly, 
I did play him uh, thinking I was making a B team uh, a while ago. Like, you know, okay, I'm, I'll have some fun. I'll play some Aaliyah Gregor and Red Ghost. And it it absolutely slammed and was like, oh, this isn't a fun casual team. This is like a actual team. Wow. Uh, McConnell Lamar asks if I could, if you could have one thing happen to Heroclix in 2022, what would it be? Events. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's the really easy answer, right? It's like I would like to get to play it. <laughs> I would like to get to play it in person. I would like there to be no WKO is man. Absolutely love that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are locked. I mean, I assume that nobody in the US is locking out at all, but we. Just had some restrictions added again, and our store isn't doing in-person. I don't know if our store—I don't think our store can. But either way, like, there's not going to be in-person events happening. So, we we can have in-person events. Um, you you have to have like masks and a few more other things, but the restrictions are yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so is that the leading answer? Uh, what if I could have one thing happen to HeroClix in 2002? Uh. Just I, I I want that Disney set. Pl- I'm so hyped for that Disney Plus set. Okay. I yeah, am so that set being good. <laughs> if that set yeah. is is bomb, then I am going all in and bullet buying multiple cases. If there, I am so wanting there to be a uh, an Agatha all along piece, mm-hmm. like a like a secret identity that used to be Ag, uh, you know. The nosy neighbor and now it turns into this or that'd be cute it's just a, a housewife that then turns into scarlet witch that would be awesome yeah i would uh i'm hoping that that's a good sealed set to use for a 2022 charity event because uh i mean i haven't really discussed it with anybody but i don't think empire looks like a really great sealed set so yeah it's medium i think it's better Too than many. Too many trash rares. So. Like, the low rarities are not. Like, high rarity is definitely winning, so. Okay, so I was just talking to three different people, and every single one of them said that their event was won by Venom Wolverine. Like, Yeah, I can see that being ridiculous and sealed. There's just some pieces that are just built differently. That, uh, and I, I just, I just think that there's a, so, so th- there were some fun things to it, but uh, I I think there's a it's like XDPS where there's a few too many just win. Uh, th- these figures just win. Yeah. But Disney Plus does sound like it would be a set that people are interested in playing with the figures, and hopefully also a good sealed environment. We obviously have no way of knowing that yet, but let's hope. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe War of the Realms is going to be a really fun set, or maybe there's going to be, like, uh, another 300-point Thor that ruins the environment. I don't know. I'm assuming, based yeah, on... You know, if it's theory. one chase, it's not too bad, right? No, but... but... If it's multiple or, like, a rare, that like, if you get that rare, you win, and if you don't, you lose, then it's a lot less fun. Yeah. Definitely not the worst sealed set, but I would be interested in playing empire myself i assume i would pull like madam hydra and like requiem or something oh god can you imagine pulling requiem as your sealed rare that sounds 
awful. So probably Requiem or the rare Black Panther that uh, recruits. That's such a weird mechanic. It's really, yeah. um, if you can pull it off, still, that's pretty cool. But I don't think I actually set a change to happen in 2022. Uh, I mean, they already talked about like making like prize figures again. It'll be, I don't know, I like the monthly OP kits. So it'll be nice to see. Even if not everybody can play events, I don't know. I mean, it would be nice if prizing existed. Or even, like, distribute the cons that we already know exist, like the Aries and whatever. Like, I should get those out there. That'd be cool. you got to think that that, uh, that uh, Phoenix Force Sentinel that they showed, you got to think that's prizing for something. Or maybe I'm just, yeah. hoping, just hoping that's prizing for a WKU. It seems like uh, something. I mean, yeah. I mean, we haven't even... We haven't really had re- uh, even... Uh, retail big figures to buy in a while so that would be nice just to have you know yeah. to get a new big figure so yeah so yeah that just, ma- uh, yeah that happened in general at least in my area there is like during that that one master mold events you know that the, the series of master molds events i went to quite a few of them there was quite a few options and some stores that were, were you know, kind of struggling to get players in on a on a regular basis. We're getting well over twenty players, so like there's a yeah. there's an audience for it, and we just we just need the prize support and the events to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll suck to get in Canada, but at least somebody will be having fun. Uh, did you have one, Devin, or just the same uh, events actually happening? Yeah, no, that's about it, really. <laughs> oh, you know what will be really, really good? Actually having a DC set, since we still have not heard about one. So. I mean, I guess I'd like them to not print any Retaliators in 2022, but we'll see. That's, uh, uh, that's a reasonable one. Oh, I would, I, I would like Trouble Alerts and Trouble mm. uh, to rotate out. Yep, yep. That works I, too. I, Man, that's going to be a big hit. Like, if we lose Jason, and that is basically going to be swap teams with nine things, and that's about it. Yeah. I think that would be really, uh, really changing, would really change the game, and uh, would make defensive teams more viable. Yeah, that and. Um last figures that can attack across the map on turn one but those aren't the ones that exist aren't rotating out anytime soon so it's not really them not printing any next year isn't really helpful yeah but at least like on some maps those can be protected against right unlike trouble alerts which are just like you know if your team works with them then you get them out do you want to see the bench powers stay benched, or do you want them to come back? I don't even know what's currently benched, right? Like, I don't know. They use some shape change in this set. Is shape change still benched power? Yeah. 
Uh, I think Invinci- Invincible. Yeah. Precision Strike. Like, hypersonic. Yeah, I mean, so I would like the whole penetrating damage reducer thing to be re- reworked. Um, it's just a weird, like, reducers are great until everybody has Psychic Blast, at which point they're completely 100% not powers. It's just a strange thing to me. Yeah, I like... Do it better. <laughs> I have no suggestions, but... Yeah, it does feel like they're giving out more penetrating damage now, which feels worse with no feels worse with no invincible. Yeah, it, you know, Sky Tyrant is just like impossible to defend against completely. Yeah. The whole like, well, probably... you know, they've done some traits in the past that like stepped them down to lower reducers, but like that doesn't really work either because it's just really complicated. So I understand why they don't want to do that. You could say like things that reduce the damage reduce it by one less or something but then how does impervious interact with that and how does invincible interact with that like there's just a lot of uh, a lot of weird things to try to think well about. like let's say let's say that thanos captain chased the whole, uh, uh, seal event so by the way this problem exists even in sealed yeah oh it's it's actually bigger in sealed i think so it's just it's just hilarious like that Thanos just died easily if you, anyone had pen blocks. And that does not That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, and you don't gonna and you don't want to go all the way to the other side where like um reducers are too good and if you have a reducer you can't die. But yeah. there has to be some sort of medium where it's like, okay, I have a reducer and it means something, but it doesn't make me completely unkillable. <laughs> What about like? I mean, when they print temples, they just don't give them reduced penetrating, and it feels especially bad now. Like in this, like I don't like that as a solution either, right? Because then, if every good piece with a reducer has can reduce penetrating, then psychic blast isn't a power. (laughs) I'm not saying they should give it out all the time, but like if you're trying to go for like a 300 point temple, yeah, yeah. So I would just like. It has invul- invulnerable and can take a maximum of two damage from an attack. That seems reasonable to me. Like I a, just think a, there to be a core change to the powers. I don't um, know what it is. Like I, I don't think that giving special powers is a good solution, but maybe, maybe it works. I mean, just giving out less pen. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of penetrating in Empire. So yeah. yes, and there's I'm a- fine with people having psychic blast. I just want it to not do as much against I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't have a great solution. I just think that something that it should be looked at and they should think about it. <laughs> no, I agree. I feel like it needs a, a reassessment. Like all of the Venom figures that seem to have exploit. And like yeah. several figures seem to have And just like in competitive it's like, okay, you have Sky Tyrant. Great. Those, those powers don't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that like yeah, super senses reflexes are kind of better. Most of the yeah, time. that's the thing. Like super, the rollouts are just better versions of the reducers a lot of the time. They make you more yeah. survivable, and I don't think they're supposed to, <laughs> but they have for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you're, it's a world where a sky tyrant can't kill a high evo, or necessarily, even though it's you know. Yeah. Small, My only so suggestion is, psychic blast makes it reduced by one less. So it completely invalidates toughness and just makes invulnerable and impervious slightly worse, and then invincible is immune to it. But I don't know whether that's going too far in the other direction. It might be. Uh, I'd have to playtest with it a bunch. Like 
I've never tried it. I feel like Impervious would still be would be too good still. I don't know. If if you get the roll I don't know, I guess it's hard yeah, to Yeah, right, the because then like if you have all three rollouts then you can't get rid of it, like that's not great either. Who knows? Yeah. Um I think the game is in a relatively good place right now. There's good variety. I mean So I, I also would like to say that I think that before booking temples too much, we should see how the game looks after trouble alerts because i really feel like that was a um it, it, it like just so many of the of the games were like why people stop playing like why i stopped playing captain marvel is because at the point that usually captain marvel would be survive and be in our last click that's when alex luther came came out and hit him for hit her for one or a grod came out and hit her and then did the um gorilla city um so it just it just made the the temples that much uh less survivable yeah so i think i think uh because like if they beef temples too much and then things like that go away it could be too much of a boost yeah like i don't i definitely don't want to go too far in the other direction right like i don't like 300 point tent pools being the meta that's not i would i far prefer the current like many small things to okay we both have a 300 point figure and we're just going to sit here and make one attack a turn so right just for fun's sake i would much rather them be too weak than too strong yeah i am very glad that you can't just uh play Black but Panther there are cheaper figures with reducers too right like it doesn't that change doesn't just affect temples. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't know, Captain Marvel Prime has a bunch of clicks and has some invulnerabilities. Not easy to kill. It's not hard to kill if you, like, you know, have the right powers, but yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how the bench if they when they bench or unbench powers whatever we'll see but too many i think there was too there were too many powers on this one so yeah be cool to see what they do with some of the powers that they're hopefully reworking like i assume that's why super strength is gone right it's just doesn't do anything at the moment (laughs) let's hope that when it comes back it does stuff give it passenger bro come on hulk should be able to pick up (laughs) Makes more sense than flyers. Ugh, flyers carrying flyers. Oh, uh, uh, no thanks. Because that hasn't been as bad as we thought it was going to be, but it's still pretty bad. I don't know. But I think that's everything. Yep, I think we've covered. Okay. Uh, so then that's everything. I want to thank the co-hosts for being on. I want to thank our patrons whose support helps us uh, pay for our hosting fees. If you want to become a patron for some reason, the, pa- the site is patreon.com slash JSA clicks. We have a patron discord, early access to episodes and uh, giveaways I need to catch up on. If you want to use Podbean services for either hosting or advertising. You can either get a month free with our link, or you could get a hundred dollars in ad credit. We have all the usual 
social media under JSA Clicks. We have a Facebook page and group, a Twitter, uh, and an Instagram. The Twitter and Instagram basically being where I just announce episodes or if I remember. Uh, I want to plug our show affiliates. One of our team members, Devin Adams, has the Happy Little Hero Clicks YouTube channel and Patreon. Aries has his Dishing Up Clicks Facebook page and a Patreon. Uh, and I have to plug clicksnexus.com. And since it's right around the corner, I'm going to plug again the Coffee and Clicks charity tournament uh, for epilepsy. Uh, 300 Modern, minimum donation of $20. And uh, yeah, I don't, they, they had an event last year and it was good. And I'm going to play this one. So charity events are good. And when uh, hopefully. A set of release that seems like fun for so we can actually make our charity event happen. So that's everything. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope that you make sure to have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's competitive or casual.